0: I had somebody ask me on Twitter yesterday what fanfic they should start with,
1: and it was like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> Let's see. What has Potter Freak Weekly done? After no, he one, a the end, Seven Four Crux, Promotion.
1: <laughs> it was like, uh, I think a good one to
0: start and to ease into everything was the 7th Horcrux. Crux. That was my first. That was my first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I gave him like eight different stories and websites to check out. He was like, "Wow!" I'm like, yeah. Honestly, I don't think Prepare not had... to come up for air for a while.
0: <laughs>
2: one for a first one,
0: I can't say like, "What's not bad for a first one?"
2: I don't think this one's bad for the Teddy Lupin and the Force Guard. I don't think that's a bad one for a first fig. It's you know, no, it follows directly think... from Deathly Hollow.
0: Yeah, I think that starting now after the entire canon is, it's not bad to start on good post-Hogwarts.
1: Uh, this was the, like, fourth that I read. I started with the seventh Horcrux, and then I did her other two, and then they pointed me at this one.
0: So I guess my, my true story with Sick is that I had a friend who wrote a couple that she never put anywhere, and she wrote us into it as Awesome Mary Sue. I realize that's cliche, but granted.
1: Oh, my we God.
0: Probably <laughs> somewhere in, the, <laughs> somewhere uh, in the waiting for the fifth book. So it was just, like, you know, I'm Oliver's gal, so it was, it was about, you know, I was the character that ended up dating Oliver Wood and, and just other things that went on. And, and they were cute, and they were fine, and I don't think she ever published them anywhere. And then I really didn't think about it, because I was busy with school and, and high school and college and whatnot. And then on Pottercast, they interviewed Melinda Leo yep. about the seventh horror I was like, huh, what is this thing? And it was before yeah. the seventh book had come out. And so I started to read it, and I, like, read it. And then I looked at her links at the bottom, and I read her other couple ones, and then after the end, and then all the ones that she had linked at the bottom, I kind of sought out, and then I that took you to, like, the sugar quill and checkmate it, which I think is fact, by the way. They updated it, which is, yay, hooray. And, you know, Phoenix Song and, and all those other sites, and I started to read stuff there. And that's what got me through a lot of random intervals between college classes, so... But I think I've read so much and didn't write it down that I have no idea what I've really read, so (laughs) it's hard to articulate. (laughs) Like, well, they'll recommend something on the site, and I'm like, I read that, and I have to, like, go through and read the first chapter. Like, no, I haven't read that, or, yeah, I've read that. I've been recording.
1: I was taught by Ryan. It's fine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still only halfway through chapter 14, because we've been talking about interesting things, but, oh well.
2: I'm in chapter 15 still. It's Hard to read and talk at the same time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I put my book down. All right, I'm closing Facebook. I lo- I put the trailer up in my Facebook. so was- Everybody did. I've got it on my blog, everybody's live journal, and it's probably everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, okay, who wants to introduce I'm, this? I don't know, Heather. Why don't you introduce it? <laughs> what do I say <laughs> again? You don't, you don't want to. <laughs> but you don't want to. You don't, don't want to. to. You don't have to. You say, um, and welcome back to Potter Fick Week. No, no, that's Ryan. But you say something like that.
4: Try?
3: You give your name, done, we introduce me. ourselves, and then you say, today we're covering.
2: Do you want to do it, Aaron? You can do it,
1: Aaron. I'm terrible at <laughs> these. Yep, Aaron, go for it.
2: Yeah, I never used to do so, it. Robert's always, Robert's always like, no, nah, I, I want to do it. Yeah, bastard. Anyway. <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> okay. So go, go ahead, ahead. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just oh, sorry. I, for some reason I was about to say ever... back
1: no,
5: oh god and as long as you don't say, it's like the
1: traditional way to open spell cast you're cool <laughs> okay
3: if he does we'll just reuse our that's right we'll
1: just we have a cast music <laughs> <and peoncast laughs> intro for it We're uh,
2: that was one of the most mm-hmm. hilarious things I'd ever heard by the way was that that episode with the that intro <laughs>
5: Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. That was fun.
3: Principium Peoncast. Welcome to Peoncast, the Harry Potter fanfiction podcast. Your source for one shot reviews of varying depth, efficiency, and coherence. Not to mention off topic banter. Brought to you by Potter Big Weekly. And now, is your host, Robert Stanley.
1: Oops, wrong show. Let's try this one more time, shall Before we? For Monday, July 4th, this is episode 125 of Potterfut Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey Have a great 4th, everyone.
0: The next time, you yeah. In this episode, we feature typically puff on-topic discussion.
2: Not only entertaining, but educational as <laughs> well. Wow.
0: I can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. Just like the Manhattan
3: Project. Don't take offense <laughs> to this, guys. But you guys are the most dysfunctional <laughs> people.
4: No, they're not! <laughs> We're always
3: laugh before the end. will <laughs> Where the story meant.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Potific Weekly. I'm Aaron. Kelly.
1: I'm Kelly. Uh, <laughs> you didn't tell me who I was asking. I wasn't sure. I heard silence. Sue. And, like, again. We may again. want to do that again. <laughs>
5: okay. <laughs> There's a
3: bit of overlap, I think. T-
5: okay, Aaron, take it from right. the top.
3: Here we go. Potterfic weekly, where the story never ends. Mm-hmm.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Aaron.
1: I'm Kelly. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. And this is Oliver gal. And today we are going to be doing <laughs> the third part of Teddy Lupin and the Forest Guard. Chapters 11 through, was it, 15, 16? 15? 15. Right. 15. Because yeah. I can't count five above 11. That's math. I leave that for the Ravenclaws in the group, all one of them.
4: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> huh? Hufflepuff is good at math.
1: <laughs> Some
3: of the Hufflepuffs know math, yeah. Uh,
1: this Hufflepuff's yeah. not so much. Hufflepuffs know math, too. The you author think Joe
3: would be a Hufflepuff? I
1: don't know no. what Joe is. I don't know. I think Joe would be a Ravenclaw. I
2: think Joe's a Ravenclaw.
1: He's just not good yeah. at math.
3: Yeah, I suppose not all Ravenclaws have to be good at math.
1: The author is Frenworthy, and we are reading mm-hmm. this off the sugar quilt. It is important and to note, Sue, like off this story, at the? Whoa, 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 everybody's go to talking her at once. Sue, okay. so, yes. it is important to wait, note wait, that wait, if wait, wait, like Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, Heather, what was your point?
0: That if you like this story, on her live journal, she has three other continuations, and... Multiple other wonderful things that I've spent half a week and a half reading constantly. So, awesome. <laughs> I, I'm glad she ever is on Live Journal. Her verse. Isn't
1: she up to year seven on yes. Teddy now?
0: She's she is up to year seven. seven. However, oh, wow. she's only done every right? other year. Yeah, so there's one, three, five, and seven. And then she did a little National Novel Writing Month bit where she did two years after the seventh. It was about James and. Al's first year. James is second year. That so was really awesome. And then, like, she's a whole bunch of other little one shots and travels and things that go within this verse. So, I kind of know how the relationships end, but I don't know how the last story ends. And it's just very good. Like, they're all just really well thought out and really interesting and deep. And she's really grown Teddy through the whole series as uh-huh. Harry grew. So there's a lot of similarity. That's really no, funny. Go and read it. Right,
2: no. i tell you what. I, I read these when they were being updated originally, and I started mm-hmm. with the, the second one, the – what was it? Lupin and the something moon, I think. I forget. Anyway. Um, Hunter's moon. Hunter's moon. There we go. Um, but I can never see if she'd ever continued it beyond that for some reason I, because my links were working wrong or I wasn't looking for it correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'm thrilled now. I get to go, wa- I get to go read it. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, the second one's really good. If
0: you go, if you go to her live journal – there's a link to her, site, and it's something about like big head boy or, or big humongous head. Something to do with Percy from the fifth book. What with, with humongous big head or something like that is like her site name. Um, I'll find it and put it in the link here, and you can put it in the show humongous notes. Humongous big head. And there's a little says. yes, and there's a little yes. box that talks about shifts and Teddyverse. Click on that, and that lists all the stories like in this in this ah
2: verse, there it is
0: in like somewhat order. Cool. So,
4: wow, but the good.
0: one about James and Al, I kind of found by clicking through her live journal stuff and, see, and saw what she was doing in between some of the dates. And I found that one. And again, the, the conclusions in the cauldron or, or some, something about cauldron, hmm. it was, it's a very good universe that I've been drawn into and now have to pull my, myself out of there to you know, live real life.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's always good to have immersing series.
0: But in this so,
3: <laughs> Yes. We start Teddy off chapter is... eleven. Yeah. With the so like Teddy train is... station.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Keep talking at the same time.
0: You are talking at the same time.
3: Go ahead, Heather.
0: I got it. I'm trying. I'm trying to get back into it. So I guess this is in between Christmas. There for See, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Break, huh? yes. and everyone's there to welcome him.
3: The end of last week says James pouncing on Teddy because they let him loose to find him in the crowd.
0: Yes.
1: Ah. They had so many people, they had to take yeah. two taxis back to Grimmel Place, and now he's asking Creature where to put his things, his cat's things. And oh, I love Creature. Cat? The shapeshifter has a cat? And then he says, you're in Master James's room, and James goes nuts.
5: Bye, <laughs> Teddy! Bye, Teddy! Teddy's home! <laughs> so. Yeah, James is so cute. He really is.
2: Yeah, I really. So, I, I was going to say that one of the things that I think Fernworthy does really well is uh, portrayal of the kids. The kids are all mm-hmm. very much kids, mm-hmm. and it's it's good because some authors just can't they can't pull that off, and Fernworthy does a very good
3: job of that. Yeah. I don't think I would do as well because I don't have enough experience with actual kids. Mm-hmm. So
5: yeah, yeah, me neither.
3: And he has a nice moment with his grandmother. She's in a, one of her short-lived cuddling moods Yeah. and <laughs> talks to her about class and various things that he he tries to think of anything he might not have said in his letters and
1: yeah i like fleur who has been decorating and she's like i think we need to go set the table so that teddy and his grandmother can say hello and so they all troop out and they get to spend some time together yes because
5: alone. james and
3: Al have been pestering him and want to know if he's seen any good monsters yet. Hagrid hasn't but been really
0: killing the
5: monsters yet.
0: No. Yeah, but now is the time that Teddy and Granny get to talk about the ones.
1: Yeah.
0: And he apologizes for taking them,
1: and she says she was a little disappointed, but she supposed it was as much her fault for pushing at Alavander's when he bought it. But they're going to go and talk to him and find out what exactly they should do.
5: Mm-hmm. And apparently
3: she has been working on a history book about the blacks, Mm -hmm. and he asks her if she knows why they all spoke French, because Sirius' spells from the Marauders map are all in French. So he's interested.
1: Yeah, and I love her response, because she's like, that's an odd question. And he says, well, you know, the motto and everything, and I heard they speak French. And she's like, yeah, but I wouldn't have expected that to be the very first question. And then she says, is there something you're not telling me? Yes. Is it dangerous?
5: No. Are you sure?
3: Yeah, I like that exchange. It's fun. Mm -hmm. At least she believes him, so there you go.
2: You can tell they've cultivated a um, a relationship based on trust over their years of being just the two of them.
3: Mm -hmm. So they go into dinner and Percy and Ron are teasing Teddy about being sure to be Gryffindor Prefect, because... He's the only Gryffindor
5: in yeah. His year.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. There you go.
5: Yeah.
1: And then Charlie says, "I can think of times that it'd be it'd come in handy to have my own room." <laughs> <And> Granny <laughs> glares at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're doing um homework. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Right.
4: <laughs> Having to study in peace, you know. Yes. Homework. Yep. That's it.
1: Yeah. Teddy's a little young right now to get the meaning of all of this, but yeah. Or at least to, you know, be interested in what he's talking about.
3: Yeah, he doesn't care. No. And he mm. offers to help Jimmy clean up afterwards, but uh, Jimmy says, nope, that's why I have five brothers, and enlists all of them.
1: Yeah, but she asks...
3: He goes off with James and Allen.
1: Yeah, asks him to take care of James and Allen. So they go and make up stories, because he likes to make up stories. You can tell, he does it a lot. And so they're going hunting for kappas in the lake. Uh-huh. And then Harry comes in and conjures little fish to go around and hides leprechaun gold in the couch cushions and things like that so they can find it, which I think is really cool.
3: Mm-hmm. Teddy tries to morph into a kappa for them so they have something to fight, but James declares him a nice kappa and refuses to do so. so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they can <eat> <laughs> treasure.
2: <laughs> I think it's really cool how much James looks up to Teddy in this, mm-hmm. this fic. It's... Uh... A kind of a cool um kind well, of like,
4: you know, you almost can...
2: like a old younger, older cousin, younger cousin kind of relationship.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And one of the things Ginny said oh. that we missed as we were coming in is that James has sort of forgotten that Teddy didn't always live with them and has put him in all his stories over the past month or two. They've gone and rescued dragons and all sorts of different things.
2: So mm-hmm. I loved how the Marauder Snap was like so much more expanded upon in this it Was oh, The sequel was really mm-hmm. almost about, uh, just about the, the map. It was really cool. The map,
5: yeah.
3: I love that mm-hmm. Percy's son is named Telemachus.
4: Percy did. And his daughter, yeah,
1: Only <laughs> Percy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that after everybody leaves, they go up to bed, and there's a camp bed set up in James' room, and James wants to insist that he sleeps on it and gives Teddy the bed and Teddy's Teddy's like oh no no, sleeping on the camp bed is a great treat and I've been looking forward to it forever and James (laughs) nods solemnly and lets him take it because guests ought to have the best things I just thought that was really cute
4: (laughs)
3: yeah and he falls asleep and he says I wish you were always here
1: and he wants a kiss Uh, mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Teddy rolls his eyes
1: Drops he does it anyway. to sleep with astonishing speed, and I don't know. You guys were all talking about none of you have kids, and I don't have kids either. But if you can get a child to lay still for two seconds, they'll be asleep. I've seen it right. happen <laughs> over and over again. As long as they're moving, no, you're fighting a losing battle. But if you can get them to be still for just a second, they're out cold, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. There you
0: um, I think it's the cutest thing when they're talking and they stop and then all of a sudden mid like word or mid sentence they just their head just goes off the side and they're out. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: I always thought it was funny. You'd you'd say close your eyes and count to ten and by eight they would be out.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. if only Mm-hmm. <laughs> well,
5: um please
2: I'm I'm going a uh, kick out of the uh the needle <laughs> about a needle detective. I Are mean, you seriously? <laughs>
5: yeah. That's pretty good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, good times.
5: So, Aaron, that's with that's
2: one of those okay. little details that just always love to see because it makes it so much more subvert. Um, Im- immersive is the word I believe, but not subversive. Immersive. There we go.
1: So, so <laughs> since we're we're in a break time kind of for a minute, I was out with the chickens today, and mm-hmm. so I hear this squeaking noise. You know, this screaming. You know that something's being killed. Noise. And I oh, think no. the cat's got something. So I go looking. I you don't see the cats anywhere. And all the chickens are all excited and everything. And I finish doing what I'm doing. And I go back out to the main garden. And next thing we know, the hens have a mouse. They actually oh. caught and killed a mouse. It was amazing. And that's what, so what I heard. was screaming? The mouse? The mouse, mouse yeah, the mouse was screaming. The- wow. Enough <laughs> that I was able to hear it and go, okay, the cat's caught a bird. That's what I thought. I thought the cat's had a bird. Uh. Ah. And uh no, apparently and so we have this one hen, it's got it by its tail and it's running all around and everybody else is chasing her trying to catch her so they can have it. I <laughs> went to take the dog out to go to the bathroom before we started the podcast and two steps out the back door she flushed a rabbit out of the bush and that was the end of trying to get her to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. The great rabbit hunter. I liken walking the dog to fly fishing. Because you, on fly fishing, choo, you cast choo. out, and then you pull, and pull, and pull, and that's what she does. <laughs> she runs all the way out to the very end of her
0: lead, and then I have to pull, and put, you know, there's no such thing as walking the dog. It's either she's dragging me, or I'm dragging her. Huh. Have
1: we ever heard of no. a class? class?
0: <laughs> this is a
1: beagle. I rest my case.
0: Yeah, I know. Hmm. So... Speaking of dogs, we find out where padfoot spaces are in the map.
3: Yes, because Teddy isn't mm, ready nice for bed right. himself yet, so he wanders back downstairs and goes off to Uncle Harry's study, and he tells him about things that he's been trying with the map and that it needs fixing and such.
5: Right.
3: And they try it with Remus's wand again, and he shows Harry all the various things that he's already found out, and they try Ravello Potterus, but that doesn't do anything. But he's figured out that for Sirius, it's probably going to be Ravello Nugelas, because That was his ancestor's name.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So they find yeah. all of Sirius' places that he's left things.
1: Yeah. Junk. And it's when he t- tells um, him that it's out of date. And Harry's like, what? And he says, all of the construction, there's walls in new places and not in old places and tunnels of fallen in and, you know, I want to make it right. And so they decide to try to figure out how to add Teddy.
3: Mm-hmm. And Harry is amused that he's been deliberately getting the four of them to insult him. Oh, yeah. Called him a strange uh-huh. child.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's not many other ways that he can interact with his father and sometimes you just take what you can get. Remember in book three where Harry almost perversely likes being around a mentor so he can hear his mother's voice screaming at you know, at their death. I mean because that was Harry's the one to talk that that's all I that. have to say about
3: that. Yeah. They're going to try and figure that out and Harry's just going to give it back to him. And he's not worrying about the secret parchments and nudge nudge wink wink sort of thing because he's not being an authority figure at this point, he's being another Marauder's son. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, he's. I he's, think that was the great part about the scene. It was just that they yeah. weren't cool. Harry and Teddy. They were, were James's um, son yeah. and
1: Remus's son. Yep. They yeah. were Harry, son of Prongs.
0: Teddy, Remus, Teddy,
2: son of, of Moody. Um, uh, yeah.
1: And then he asked um, him to summon the pictures for him, so that. They can look through them, and he wants Harry's help in figuring out how to give them to Granny without telling her that he's been sneaking around the castle in other people's rooms, you know, poking around, so.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and I love that he lets Harry have his choice of some of them.
3: Yeah, really- and there's one where Sirius is doing bunny ears to Regulus, which, uh, yeah, he would. Mm -hmm. and he puts it next to a picture of James and Al, who are doing pretty much exactly the same thing.
1: And they hunt for a Latin dictionary, which is nowhere to be found, so So. Teddy knows what to get Uncle Harry this year for Christmas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he asks Gran if she'll take him in to Diagon Alley before Christmas rather than after, so that he can do his Christmas shopping.
3: Which makes sense.
1: It does.
3: And Al and James want to come with them, but... Teddy doesn't love them, because after all, how is he going to buy things for them if they're right there? Al is complaining, because Teddy gets to have him in his room.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm asleep
1: when he's in my room. (laughs) I don't get to talk to him. Uh, He says, Mommy, tell Al that he gets Teddy as much as I do, and I love Ginny. Did you just order Mummy to do something? And he's like, uh, no, no, that's not what I
4: meant. <laughs> crazy Looking
0: like her mother. <laughs> uh. And they have a
4: chat, Seeming more off. like
2: Wally Weezy than she ever had before.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we find out that he's a lot like Harry when it comes to the flu. Can't come yep. out in one piece
3: shoots out of the fireplace and knocks into the nativity scene and crashes and everything falls over and
1: yeah.
5: the
3: fawn <laughs> leaves and is about to get run over by the toy train. and
1: yeah, Mary gives him a bad look before going back to tend the baby. It's very sad.
3: And they have so... yet more new shops and shops that are gone and all sorts of different things.
1: Yeah, I things around. <laughs> Carol. I felt bad for Kelly because the yarn shop's gone. Oh,
3: yeah, I'm sure there'll be another one.
1: Yeah. I'm sure.
3: And Bernice is there because Mdungus is apparently setting up a shop and she's his niece or some version of second cousin, I guess.
1: Yeah, that he's got into business with her mother.
5: Mm-hmm. His,
1: or her family. Yeah.
3: She's his cousin's child, so that would make her his second cousin.
1: So they go over to Flourish and Blot to pick out Christmas gifts.
0: What were you going to say to I was like, it's interesting to see the time frame of the story because some of her pairings were before the family tree was released for the Weasleys, so Dennis and and Angelina are together and all the names of, like, Fleur and and Bill's children, so I think it's just Dennis and
2: Angelina, that's hilarious.
4: Yeah.
5: Yep.
3: Dennis apparently gets in trouble for talking about his uh, exotic older wife.
5: Yeah. 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 Oops.
0: Did we, um, did we get to the part with, where who Pansy is married to? Is that in this one? I don't, I don't think, think so.
3: so. I don't remember Pansy.
0: Okay. That one's just freaking hilarious. So we'll, we'll just wait on that one. <laughs> Something to look forward to.
3: Or just by the name of yes. Sophie. And various <laughs> it's things
1: very like surprising. That. So he gets uh, Frankie, Muggleton Minions. And then on a whim, mm-hmm. gets one for Arthur mm-hmm. Weasley, which I thought was hilarious.
5: Mm-hmm. Arthur would love it. Arthur that. would
1: totally
2: get a kick out of that.
1: Oh, yeah. And to intro
3: to the,
2: the game. wants to get a kick out of that. Me. That sounds like an awesome game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fact they called it a Tube Crawl was just made of awesome.
3: <laughs> Someone will have to design it.
5: I don't know.
1: Someone that plays D&D. We'll get Dan to do it. Yeah, maybe. Can we get into a game on the forum. There you go. Okay, you're in charge of that. You figure it out.
0: Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> I opened my mouth, didn't I? Yeah. This
3: is why nobody comes up with ideas. They
5: get assigned to make them. Yeah.
0: So, they- so he was gonna buy Victoire a Hogwarts of History, but Granny stops him because mm-hmm. he won't be able to buy presents for each of the individual children. So it's best to buy something for the entire family of children. Right. So he does.
3: Mm-hmm. We nice. do that with some of our relatives. Mm-hmm. My mom's family, we do sort of a lottery thing, and then you buy presents for whoever you happen to draw that year. And then my dad's family, we just get family presents for the various groups.
1: That makes sense.
2: Yeah. We do something where we have, because I have, like, a bunch of cousins and we're all very close, so we, like, pick names out of a hat and, you know, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. You have Does anyone family, do a
0: white elephant a exchange?
2: For otherwise? You know, you have to... No. <laughs> also called Bad Christmas, according to the office. <laughs> Although I've never... I've, I've done that before with, like, friend groups and stuff. That's a little more interesting, then.
4: I've
0: never done one, but I, I think it'd be kind of cool to do one eventually. But I don't have a very big group of friends that we exchange stuff. We usually just do an exchange between, like, four of my good friends. Mm-hmm. So... We used to do something like is that, where you take it.
3: things that you don't want or something like that.
1: Yes. We're way course.
3: While they uh, finish it up in flourish and blots, Teddy gets his Latin dictionary for Harry, which his grandmother thinks is odd, but they get it anyway, and some fairy tales for the kids with popping up and running illustrations, which is kind of fun. And then they go off to the magical menagerie, get something there, a toy shop, and. Then they end up at Weasley's, Wizard Weezes, where they don't get anything because everybody already knows all the stock.
1: Mm -hmm. But But they're gonna have lunch at the Weezes. Teddy gets to hold Fred, and he's like, "I don't get this baby thing. He doesn't like my stories, and all he does is cry." And yeah, here you can have him back. (laughs) Which is kind of like how I feel about babies usually.
5: (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't quite know what the point is.
3: It can't talk. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So then, yes, like Heather said, they're late to Ollivander, so off they rush. And they're only three minutes late, but Granny apologizes profusely, and Mr. Ollivander accepts it formally, and it's just like, oh, no, and Teddy just doesn't understand, you know. it's What's the big deal? It's three minutes, but this is a very mm-hmm. formal time.
3: And they have a little bit of a discussion, and Ollivander wonders if he knew the wand hadn't chosen him, which he kind of did. But he felt he'd already been there enough time. and
1: But he could be that, yeah. too, because it only responded to him such so little. It just was able to generate sparks. It wasn't
0: anything big. It was just like, okay, yeah, it kind of responded to me. And that was it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not sure he knew because when it responded to him, he was like, oh, shoot And then they went to to lunch or wherever they went afterwards, and everybody talked about, oh, yeah, when I touched my wand, I felt this and I felt that, and then and then he was thinking to himself, well, I didn't feel any of those things. So I'm not sure that at the point that he accepted it, he really knew it wasn't really the wand for him until he heard everybody else talking about them. I could be wrong.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me for a
3: moment. I don't know if you can hear that, but somebody outside just started mowing their lawn, so I should close the window.
1: <laughs>
4: Oh, dear. Yeah, it a little late to be it kind lawn. of late. To... Yeah, I
1: was just <laughs> going to say, isn't it dark there?
3: No, it's still light. It's 10 to 9, but it's still light. It stays light quite up north at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose, but just starting to mow your lawn, they must have a little lawn.
3: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I opened it a little while ago because it was getting stuffy in here, but then, oh, well.
1: I like the teddy feels bad and says, you know, he hopes he didn't take somebody else's wand because he knows that the wand chooses the wizard, and if he took the wrong wand, then maybe somebody else missed out. Mm-hmm. And Barrett says, you know, most wizards can be chosen by more than one wand. I'm sure no one left without. And Ollivander looks at her weirdly.
4: And
3: yeah, I, I kind of wonder what that's about.
1: Yeah, I just kind of wonder.
3: Maybe it'll come up later. but Ollivander wonders if didn't she think that maybe his parents might have been attached to him? And Teddy speaks up for her and says, yeah, she asked me that, but I hadn't ever used them. I'd only touched them. So mm-hmm. I told her I hadn't used them. Yeah. Mm. So
1: then,
3: the wand goes to the discount shelf.
1: Yep. And and Teddy finds out, well, Mr. Ollivander sends Barrett out to find certain wands because they're apparently numbered and dated. And then starts talking to Teddy about the wands, and he wants Teddy to do a spell with each of his parents' wands so he can see how they work. And I like that he says, don't worry, I have to sell wands to Hogwarts students, so there's a lifting of the ban for underage wizardry in here. He has them make the uh, little blue flames, which I think is neat, Hermione's flames.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: They're in the uh, first-year book now, or I guess I guess they were before, but she's made a whole bunch of improvements to it that are in the book now. Yeah. It's kind of fun. And he does it with Remus' wand first,
5: mm-hmm. and
3: then Tonks's wand, and it makes more patterns and things. So Ollivander says he thinks that's the one that's chosen him, for now,
5: anyway.
1: Yeah, and I mean, last time we found out that Barret had been experimenting with different cores, and here we find out that Ollivander mm-hmm. wasn't always so stayed in his ways either, and he experimented with the Whomping Willow, along with a bunch of other woods, But and Tonks' yeah. wand came from the Whomping Willow, which is really yeah. cool. Wow. That's interesting, considering that the tree was planted because of Remus. Right, and that's why mm. uh-huh. he really likes using his mom's wand, because not only is it his mom's, but it also has a bit of his dad in it, too, because of the Whomping Willow, which is really Yeah.
3: Cool. Mm-hmm. His dad's yeah. wand does work, but it's only Remus's wand. It doesn't have any connection to Tog's. So.
1: Right.
4: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that, did you? Oh, yeah, we did. It was light. The I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, what that? <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. That was somebody I scoring was, something. Was, yes. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. It's the bottom of the ninth inning, and we're down five to three and there were two on, and the, the pitcher bunted the ball, and the pitcher on the opposing team picked the ball up and threw it to third base and threw it away. So the guy who was running to third ran home, and everybody moved up a base. So I'm really sorry. I thought I had mute. <laughs> yeah, I think you have both mics going or something because oh, no. you got quieter. Oh, we, God. We heard you very softly, but we did hear you. Oh, because I went, and then I put it on mute and yelled. <laughs> uh-huh. <Anyway. laughs> It wouldn't be Peony. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be Potterfic Weekly without some sports going on somewhere. We need a dog soon.
5: I hear that. What game are you watching,
1: Kelly? Now she's really Kelly. On mute. Kelly, unmute. Yeah. Mute. Okay. I, yeah.
0: I'm here. I'm watching the St. Louis Arizona game. I kept going. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, it must be just a really loud. Uh, fair
4: <laughs> a really loud. Sound. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Okay. laughs> We're way off course.
3: Teddy's going to keep so his mum's have- wand, and while people aren't looking, he asks Beret if she'd like to try Metamorphomages hair yeah. for her wands, and she clips some of his off, and he grows it back. Yeah. And he also finds out that his natural hair would be light brown and a little bit curly, which he'd never thought of before. Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. I thought
5: that anyway, was a really neat part.
3: recommends that he does keep both of them, unless he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. but if he should try and use just one for regular everyday things, and sort of be bound to it more tightly, and he can always work on getting a second wand later on if he still wants to.
4: What were
0: you going to say, Heather? was the same thing. Okay. <laughs> they dither about the second wand, and he's, I think Hetty's just relieved to found the right wand, and it happens to be his yeah, mother's. He, it'll be much better for him, and Cool and
1: everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then there's a little heartfelt, touching moment. I love you, Granny. And they have ice cream, and they had Bat to Harry's.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, like how the ice to cream look
3: around and see <laughs> nobody's watching before he says, "I love you."
4: Just <laughs> won the game. <laughs>
3: So no, Back to Grimmal Place, they're having a good time in the week before Christmas, listening to Lee's adapted show on <laughs> wireless.
1: Mm-hmm. Wizard Watch. <laughs> Used to be called Potter Watch.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's funny.
3: He's kept it going and added a whole bunch of stuff, and Corky well, apparently that's good, has because... a, uh, or not Corky, Donzo has a segment at one point. I guess that's not on that one, it's a different show. That they listen to that as well.
0: I, I think that's great, though, because here yeah. you've got, you know, he's taken something that was
2: then that goes in their okay. made
0: in haste in wartime and then made it into a career. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, yeah, this- they're podcasting. You gotta love that. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: There they are. <laughs>
5: fanfic, the final frontier.
3: These are the ramblings of the PFW peons. Their continuing
5: mission to explore strange new stories. To seek out new authors and unending tangents. To
3: boldly review where no one has done before. Talk about politics and they uh, talk about book reviews and music, and they have guests on who uh, read, they sort of read out the plots of muggle movies, and you have to guess who the famous people are that are doing it. And uh, it just happens that this time it's Ron and Hermione, so Teddy thinks it's kind of, yeah. Because of course he knows who they are. On Christmas Eve, they go caroling, which is kind of fun, raising money for famine relief.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And James comes so long as he's good, right, which he manages for about five
5: minutes. <laughs>
1: well, you Ten know. minutes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we have Christmas morning with a loud and boisterous family and lots of presents. And I like that the adults to keep Creature from having to clean up just vanish yes, the wrapping then, paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: That'd be good. Yeah.
1: I really like the fact um, that you get this large group of people and I just think of, you know, here's Teddy surrounded by all these people. And one of the most important people in his life is Harry. And he did not have this when he was growing up. You know, it's such a difference. I mean, yeah, they're both orphans, but the difference between night and day. Oh, yeah. Um, and
3: Teddy gets a bunch of different presents. He has um, Ron and Hermione got him a book about fun charms to do. Mm-hmm. And he's got a scarf from Molly because he's already wearing his jumper that he got earlier. An exercise box for checkmate and a shield hat that's been modified just in case he comes across any more falling rocks (laughs)
4: because he was
3: destroying the construction zone at Bill's in the last couple weeks ago, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. And Granny gave him enough new clothes to cover one of the villages they'd raised money for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I liked Harry gave him a pocket knife, which wasn't that what serious... Or Remus. Who gave Harry the knife? Was it Remus? Uh, or was it Sirius? So Sirius. Yeah. But still, I it's, think the, it was same. Serious. it's
3: the same says, sentiment. Try not you know? to forget that you've had it. Which yeah. is what Harry did with the mirror. And of course, Arthur is thrilled about Muggles and Minions.
0: Mm-hmm. Did, was there any doubt?
3: That was predictable.
1: No, there was no doubt. And they all get together in Sophie
3: play. has apparently played D and d which is fun. Or some other offshoot thereof.
1: <laughs> and Dudley shows up. And Dudley. Awkwardly talks to Teddy for a few minutes, which
5: mm-hmm. is really
1: funny. <laughs> what he always did with an explanation which made Teddy think it had something to do with his parents that we could never imagine what.
5: Mm-hmm. I can't
3: remember what that would be from either, exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It probably maybe had to do with some... Remus probably helped hide them.
0: Mm, maybe. No, well... <laughs> In the ship's first, during Harry's fourth year, Remus is a teacher at Smeltings.
4: That's, that's right. right. I remember oh, that Yeah, the, yeah the or other,
3: um, somebody was.
4: Okay,
0: Which is why we have the car that has the Smeltings
1: tag on it. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. And he's also the one who taught Harry how to do the patroness, so I don't know if Dudley would know that, but, you know, saved his life that way.
1: And that's true. And Luna and Rolf Scamander show up. Along yep. with a, a jackalope. Bring a
3: baby jackalope <laughs> for them to play with.
1: A jackalope. <laughs>
0: God. <laughs> uh, probably got little nubs. With you the think ears. Luna might have found I think Luna would be uh, the one person like, to find a, a true right. liger. To find a what? A liger. A liger. A half lion, half a tiger. tiger. Yeah. Or a well, taigon.
1: They do exist. They're just not in the wild. I know. No, I know. Yeah. Luna would be the one to find Sasquatch. Ethelump, Yeah. Ethelumps <laughs> and weasels. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Or sauceberry.
2: Weasels. yeah.
3: And he talks to Rolf for a while about
5: the Kappa mm-hmm. and what it he knows like about them. Figure.
1: And he oh, yeah. invites him to come with him someday on, on a holiday. He can join Luna and, and go look for animals, which I thought was cool.
3: Yeah. That'd be fun. And he and Professor McOvigal have kind of an interesting conversation about whether if he became an animagus, would he still be able to shift forms as a cat or whatever he becomes?
0: That's right. That's a really interesting question. Yeah, I think that is a really interesting question, but she, you know, wake, wake, nudge, nudge is like, you're not going to try that. You're not allowed to try that. That's so you get at least an outstanding OWL (laughs) and, and study and register properly. (laughs) And I assure you that you have lost interest in the question by tomorrow, let alone five years from now.
3: Mm hmm. (laughs) But, uh, Andromeda sort of watching him suspiciously, just in case.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I also like, we skipped this a little bit earlier, that Professor McGonagall's character who wins the Muggles and Minions by beating a mugger over the head with a cricket bat.
5: <laughs> I can see that. But, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, And then the adults disappear downstairs and... And Teddy can hear the house groaning as the magically expand the kitchen, which I thought was really cool. And they have a table for mm-hmm. all the adults, and a table for the kids, and then a table for the house elves. The two house elves. Which was really nice. That's her yeah. Hermione thing. You just know it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: And then a little later on, Andromeda goes over and talks to them, because, of course, she's doing a book about the blacks, and Creature will know all sorts of things, and talks to Winky about Barty. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
3: I'm assuming this is... I don't know. I guess it could be Barty the Younger who would be Regulus' friend because he was younger than Sirius. But I don't know because it could be Barty the Elder as well. It depends on how old he was.
2: Mm, That's true. Mm. I think you want to talk about um, Barty the Younger.
0: Yeah, I got the Hmm. impression it was Junior. Do you really see Barty Senior being a Barty? He's more of a crowd. Mm -hmm.
3: That is true. Although I think Ludo called him that but then... That's Ludo.
1: <laughs> True. And Hermione and Ron and Bill and Fleur all decide to stay. Everybody else leaves. And Harry's kind of sneaking off. And, and uh, he says, well, you can join me if you want, Teddy, because he's going to sneak off and work on the Marauder's Map. And mm-hmm. go and
3: mm-hmm. He comes over to borrow Remus's wand.
5: And like,
3: if you happen to so they go over. The same and way
2: as me, or if I happen to be looking away and you happen to do something, that won't okay.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't happen to notice. Yep. For-
3: <laughs> Apparently, Professor Flitwick's speech about the man with a water ruffalo on his chest is a standard.
5: Mm-hmm. And they have no, <laughs> no that, idea. Was that
3: guy not. real, or did Professor Flitwick make him up just to talk about water ruffalos? No, <laughs> 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 you know, I don't know.
1: And they can't quite figure out the French spells, and I I thought it was really neat that he went and got talk to yeah. and help him, because...
3: He, he thinks to ask her... His-
1: He's still not really sure that he likes her, but she's starting to grow on him a little.
4: Uh,
3: Harry says Teddy never ceases to surprise him, which Teddy doesn't get. I think it's because he voluntarily got, brought Victoire into anything.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And she's quite excited because she finds Professor Flitwick and Neville and Hagrid and Buckbeak, but she wants to know what that has to do with learning French. Mm-hmm. And so they show her the keys and Sirius' list of French spells as well. And most of them are just binding spells of some kind.
0: I love that they but tell her about the wizard neither Teddy nor Harry are very Barufio. good at French
4: apparently. <laughs> say that again,
0: they, they tell her about the wizard Barufio, but you have to pretend that you've never heard it mm-hmm. which, when you get to to Flitwick's first lecture.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. And Teddy's a bit of a brat because he's um She tells him not to make faces when he's trying to say French things, so he makes worse faces.
0: <laughs> always.
1: <laughs> always, always
0: They try it, they get it, sort of <laughs> Victoire would dare tell an adult That he was speaking French About tongue, <laughs> And she coached it yeah. through The coach gives through it twice more It's
5: not very good
0: No, neither one of them are great <laughs> And she asks where it comes from And they say our dads And Sirius Black and Peter Predigrew And they want to find more people To it but she's very upfront and says, Hey, it was a special thing with your father. Um, I'm glad to help my mom and I have since, too. Well my sisters know yeah. So she's a little she's worried not
3: that she might want to get in on that, but she's, she's not interested in
0: being bound. Yep. Right. Yeah. Not yet at least.
3: <laughs> so they think maybe they've got it and Harry's going to cast the binding spell and then Teddy's going to try some other spell to fix the map. And He's like, could I just get a pass on underage magic from the head of the order of He's like, I don't know what you mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he tries it, and it says the result was sudden and catastrophic. And the lines melt away, and the wolf's head wearing an eye patch. got to love that. You need a little pirate art there. (laughs) And it's scratched, and it says, thief, who goes there? And Teddy's like. And it
3: goes blank again. Yeah. And at first, he's worried he has broken it and it'll, it won't work, but it still does. Yeah,
1: I just can't get over the fact how much personality
0: the map has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much of them in there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
3: It's definitely more than a map and an insult parchment mystics. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> right. Certainly true. But I can see this, you know. I could see the map having all of their essence in it and acting just the way it acts. I don't have any trouble seeing the map like that at all. I really
0: love how... It's a good
2: extrapolation of the way the map is in the books.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Third time's try, Heather. Try again. Thank you. I really love how um, the little bit of of Sirius Hesel has to work with a little bit of James's and Bell, which has to work with mo You know, like, they all have to work together to make right. all of the background stuff, all the, the about-to-be-a-nerd, geek, but all the coding behind the scenes of the map work. And it, it's just amazing. You know, that's why they're talking about the identity. It's like they, they can do the binding, but they have to figure out the identity. And they can't do the identity because they have to figure out something from Moony. And they can't do that because they have to figure out something from Wormtail. So it's all little bits of things that makes the big hole, which is great synergy.
4: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: Teddy thinks he broke it, and then he didn't break it.
4: Mm-hmm. And big, I was going to paw, say, this Big, big pod, what of, it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wonder
3: how she found out. This reminds me of one of Sam's storytellers' stories that I've read. It's uh, it's a little bit different because this one, it's bound to them using their wands, whereas in his, if you use a slightly different password, it opens their... um personal section for it but they have basically journals uh-huh. that they've spelled into the map as well it's kind of neat hmm. the whole uh, conceit for the story is that something or other happens when harry discovers this and shows it to remus and i forget what they're doing that goes wrong but they're reading sirius's journal and something happens and 15 year old sirius pops out on the floor because he put too much of himself into his journal where the rest of them didn't.
1: Wow. That would
3: All be- sorts of things ensue.
2: Sounds creative.
1: But, yeah, that's cool, though. That's what makes fanfic creativity. We're way of course. So, Sangeef is uh, from another one of her stories. Yes. She must they- be. Mm-hmm, went to school with One talks. of her original. Yeah. And I read this story, but it's been a really long time, so I can't remember exactly what happened. But, yeah, he's kissed. And and I remembered that happening and being really upset. But Well, it, it was no Umbridge way. that sent the Dementor. Mm-hmm. Cornelius
4: doesn't know, won't hurt him.
1: Apparently
3: he she saved her while doing it, according to the stuff mm-hmm. in this yeah. deck.
1: Stupid Umbridge. I will have order! Mm-hmm. While she was pregnant with yeah. Teddy.
3: Yeah, Umbridge can uh, have a lot of things laid at her door.
1: uh mm-hmm. They go and visit every year. And when Teddy was younger, he said, I don't want to go. It's boring. And Grandma kind of set him straight. And now he goes every year. And and they sit and talk to him and stuff. But Granny's not going because she talks to him every time she goes by the hospital, which is often. So he's probably Mm. bored of hearing her, which I thought was great. If he can hear, he's probably tired of hearing my voice.
3: Yeah. I think that may have come up slightly sort of peripherally earlier in the fic because that is ringing bells for me but I don't know
0: Um, I think Frankie talks about it Mm -hmm. like well the beginnings of school talks about what his mom is doing and and trying to figure out yeah
1: and Teddy knows what she's doing because of Mr. McPherson here
0: Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: so they haven't quite figured out all the French things so Victoire offers to come by again and help And Harry says that's fine so long as her parents will let her. And then she and Teddy have a little moment where he is not getting what she's worried about.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Will you be my uh, friend when we're at mm Hogwarts?
3: He says, well, I meant your friends outside of the family. And she is crushed by this because I'm guessing she already kind of likes him a bit. And he's completely oblivious, which is Mm a Mm
5: -hmm. uh,
3: familiar fictional and non-fictional patterns
1: <laughs> 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 yeah just a little teddy's like you know <laughs> thinking he's trying I'm to re- reassure and, and she's looking crushed and he doesn't have a clue what he's done and of course yeah. we have Girl now we career. have christmas tell me if this is right I, i've lost track is this boxing day or is this christmas day it's Boxing Day. It must be Boxing Day. So I love James coming mm-hmm. out the bed.
0: Yeah. Breakfast. Mommy's be making breakfast for one of their eggs, and sausages, and all sorts of things. I can just see them bouncing up and down mm-hmm. on the counter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hurry up before mm-hmm. Al eats everything. So yeah, Al and Ron are down there. There may not be anything at left. And <laughs> so right. you go too. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yep.
4: <laughs> so. Oh, I love it.
3: Yes, and Hermione is astonished by Teddy's Definitely. pile of food.
1: that Teddy him. yeah. I love the, we're going for an adventure in the attic.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> big,
1: scary house. Big
5: scary well house. then, and Harry better says, make sure
3: you've got your shields.
1: <laughs> Harry says, if you're going to do that, you need to take an adult with you. <laughs> so it must be really scary up there.
3: Mm-hmm. Bill volunteers.
1: And then gives and them
3: all. And he a- them up the. Shields and toy wands and toy shovels so they can do proper excavating, I guess.
1: Uh, I wonder who's going to be the dragon breath. Mm. <laughs> Somebody will be. Uh-huh. I like that the wands are made so that they can't accidentally channel accidental magic. Right. That was That was a great thought, you know, just putting things in there. So, so they're like plastic that have reverse polarity in them or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's
3: funny. Yeah. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They talk about Miss Bella and Miss Andromeda, and they, um, you know, Mistress was unwell. Yes. Creature.
3: Creatures showing Andromeda through the room with the the tapestry, the family tree. Mm
1: -hmm. The family tree room is still my favorite scene from Order of the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. When Harry is talking to Sirius, Mm-hmm. And he's worried because he's starting to feel he's so angry all the time, and he's afraid that something what's he say? I feel like something has gone wrong, you know, I'm becoming bad.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And that whole scene mm-hmm. in the movie, in the movie version, I just love that. I was like, oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tangent. <laughs> hey, That's all right.
3: It's a good thing. You know, all right, Harry Potter podcast. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well we
0: also have to have baseball and flaming hockey
1: I'm sorry. Apocalyptic t- tornado flaming tornadoes of from hell and uh Star hockey Trek. dogs. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's don't like
1: so, yeah. Don't
2: forget that.
1: At least uh, we don't have the restaurant Yeah, we don't have Cal <laughs> anymore noise uh, anymore.
5: poor Kayla. <laughs> yeah.
0: Keep it down! I'm recording, and
1: it's picking up. <laughs> it said, "Mic on, mic off." You oh, the <laughs> he can hear you.
0: Oh crap!
1: So, I, Creature's idea is to get the portraits to come and talk to Granny about the questions that she has, which is a grand idea. And off they go to round up all the portraits, and then uh, basically the doorbell rings, and Teddy says goodbye, and runs down and joins Frankie and Carney, and they all get head off,
3: heading to- the same mountains. And Gilderoy is there. He's, his hair is white now, but still uh, got his perm going.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> his pompadour. Hello, and a happy mm. Christmas. And he's
3: and he's very pleasant to everybody, but forgets them as soon as they leave. Yeah. And uh, he's gotten past the joined-up writing stage, but that's about as far as he got, apparently. That's
1: as, Yeah, as far as he'll ever get. They go down, and behind one curtain, Teddy can hear Professor Longbottom's voice, but can't make out what he's saying. And uh, they go down to.
3: Augusta is still going strong, apparently.
1: Yeah, I told him that girl would never be good enough for him. But I'm mm-hmm. guessing we're talking about
0: Hannah. Mm-mm.
5: Mm-hmm. I don't. Could be.
0: Oh yeah, different sick. It wasn't known that Neville was with Hannah at this time. Okay. We'll just leave that at that.
2: That was interesting <laughs> that they had the part that was at the Christmas party where her like uh, per- her body and him are like I don't know had some sort of weird thing going on.
0: Yeah, I think she's referencing her body. Okay. <laughs> I need I the further installments. you'll San understand G. where that whole thing goes.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't want to tell you, because that's spoiling, if that's rude.
3: Not to spoil, but...
0: No
1: right. spoilers. No spoilers. So, we find out here that Maddie is working hard to figure out where the souls go once they leave the bodies after a Dementor's Kiss, and she's apparently... Yeah. Working overtime, there's been a lot of tension in their house because of it, and... Yeah,
5: she didn't take Christmas off. No. It's
1: been uh, a tough go around these holidays for this family.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. So they they managed to cheer
1: up again. Oh, yeah. And Frankie and Mm -hmm. Teddy tell him all about what's been going on with the Forest Guard and the Kappa and detention and just everything that they can think of.
3: I like their introductions, because they say, yeah... Here we are. This is Daffy, and we've brought the children. Frankie's thirteen, and uh,
1: Teddy's eleven. The
3: little girl jumps on the bed and says, "And I'm eight, and starts babbling on happily. And
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so she's having a great time.
0: Oh yeah. But, and they see. talk about school and and Honoria or Honora or however you say it, Miss Higgs. Ms. Higgs. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best question
3: for the interview if we have one.
0: (laughs) That's one of those names that I just read and pretended not to know how to say. Like Hermione. I just kind of read it it. (laughs) with that H name. I always (laughs) thought it was Honora. (laughs) Hermione. Hermione. No. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. (laughs) Hermione.
3: I pronounced it for years, unfortunately. Before the fourth book came out, our seventh grade teacher was reading the third one to us. I think it was Hermione.
1: Hermione. Well, oh, that's a good one.
3: She reversed the I and the O.
1: <laughs> I Think I well, you, you do know Hermes? that that is not a made-up name. That is a real name. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know.
1: Because I've read it. novels that have had a character named Hermione in it. From you know, mm-hmm. it's from. She
3: was in *The Winter's Tale*. Right. Shakespeare.
1: Mm-hmm. It's from Hermes. Mm-hmm. That's a derivative of Hermes. Mm. <laughs> So Maddie comes in but anyway, and says, I'm sorry I'm late, and Daffy says, we're used to it, Frankie flinches, and that right there just tells you how bad things are at their house.
3: Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out some of the stuff about the ministry, and eventually Frankie and Teddy decide to head off to the tea shop and leave them to themselves to sort things out, and we hear about these various problems that they're having, and there's that for a while, and then... Frankie sort of deliberately decides to change the subject and brightens up and talks about what adventures they might have when they get back and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they head back to Scrimmel Place and pretty much everybody's left now, so it seems a little weird. But it's
1: empty. But Victra mm-hmm. leaves a note saying if he needs anything, just, you know, anything in French, just give her a call. She'll be right there.
3: hmm Lists all the things he needs to remember about pronouncing his French. That's channeling her mind
5: a little bit.
1: Just a little. And Granny's still working on the family tree and she's got notes all around her and she's got quills taking down names and dates and which is really funny. This happened yesterday. My stepmom's working on her family history and she sent me an email she's like, Okay, I need your grandparents' first and last names and when they were married and where they when they died and where they're buried and their parents' first and last names and you know and all of this stuff. So I kinda just went through that. I, I totally understand where she's coming from right here. Yeah, I dabble mm-hmm. on Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I've
1: traced my uh-huh. mother and my father's tree back. My father's tree goes, I've got all the way back to King Harold, who was killed by William of Orange in, I don't know, 866 or something like that. Or, I don't know, it was some battle way back then. And then my mom's side, I've traced back into one branches in Scotland. It's the McMurtry's, which is actually the McCurdy's. Scottish and Irish, there's two different branches there and then the other half of that is German and I've got Germany back to the thirteen hundreds. So I mean I've you there's no way that I, this is something that you can print out. I mean it's,
0: mm-hmm. it would take up like the entire wall
1: in little itty bitty print. <laughs> so so having notes around everywhere, oh I totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. It's interesting. So they're going to, I'm going to guess that she's going to try to restore where the burns are on the wall. Maybe.
3: It'd be fun if they would. I don't
5: know if they would yeah. or
1: not. I thought that was Oh yeah. kind of cool. And then we kind of have a few days where we don't really know what's going on. And we find out that the day before it's time for Teddy to go back to Hogwarts, he and Harry are going to have one last go at the map. And they figure out how to say Potter in Latin and do it. And the deer leaps around and stops here and there. and,
5: and he's harry. a little bit shaken.
1: Yeah.
3: Because he yeah. realizes that some of these spots are actually things that he's left. So we find that out in, yeah. I think, the that, next that, chapter.
1: That's what gets me. Oh, yeah. This is where I, I remember this one because you have the deer. You have prongs jumping around here and there and yet the other. And one of the... Mark that it was in the Forbidden Forest, it was like, Oh crap. That's the ring. Right. That's the that's mm-hmm. the ring now, that Harry dropped.
5: Yeah.
3: And the wand that's in the, the river's tomb. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's why Harry's all of a sudden going, Uh oh dear, can I keep the map for a couple more days? I know I said you'd take it with you, yeah. but uh can I keep it please? I need because... yeah, I need to make some changes. Mm-hmm. It just, and like, it turns
5: out what
3: it is, that we'll what? find out, I think, in the next chapter. I can't remember which of these next two it is, but I think it's the next one. Remus actually did bind Harry into it. He just never said. Well, he
1: didn't yeah.
3: Know. When he took it back away from him in year three, he added him in. Yeah. So
1: He added him in. Kind of neat. But yeah, I just, I just remember of Remus, of the, yeah. the, two, the two things that I remember the most out of this fic were The Littlest Year and The Resurrection Stone in the Forest. Those are the two things that really stuck out when I was reading this.
0: Oh, you mm. have to read the rest of them, Kelly. You really do. Oh, I know. I know, I know. I ha-
1: I want to read the rest of them, but I didn't want to get mixed up. Because although I- I've yeah, read this Yeah, it's really one, hard. And I think I've read the second year one or whatever the next one is after this. It was in progress when I was reading it. And so... It's- I haven't finished that one, but as soon as we get done with every, the podcast, I'll start it.
0: For everything that I know now, this one is like rereading the entire series again. She does a really good job of putting in little things that you don't think you need, but it's yeah. mentioned or it's alluded to, and then suddenly light bulb, like mm-hmm. two stories down from now. So it's a really. It's but you a, get the she's, same.
1: She's, you get that same feeling when you're reading the books.
0: Oh, yeah. You read
1: all the way through, all the way through Rowling's book, and you get to the end of Deathly Hallows, and then you go back and you reread, or in my case, I went back and I re-listened to all of the books, and there are so many bits and pieces that were just throwaway lines in the earlier books that come back, and you realize, oh my God, that's why this happened five books later. I mean, it, it was, yeah. Fun. Mm. The obvious one is
3: Sirius's <laughs> yeah. motorcycle in book one, mm-hmm. but then uh, yeah. there's more of them, certainly.
1: Oh, they're they're scattered yeah. all over the place. You know, cool. I mean, just wow. One of my
2: favorites is the, is the line that Dumbledore has in book two about how that brings, um, or sorry, book three, where the line about Trelawney bringing her total number of prophecies up to, two.
4: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, how uh, how yeah.
2: foreshadowed what happened in book five, you know, right. That, like, <laughs> Like, 1,200
1: pages later. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, just... But little things. I mean, just little things. Tweets. it's amazing. You know? I I mean, I read the books in... Actually, physically read the books three times. The first book, say, three times. And then I Mm -hmm. listened to it... I can't even tell you how many times. Because it was before I knew about podcasts, and it was before I had the I Speak It, and I could listen to books... So I listened to books on tape, and I listened to them over and over again because that's what I had to do when I was out gardening and stuff. And I just recently listened to book one again, and I caught stuff that I still hadn't caught before. Uh And you're still catching things, even in your 10th read. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just amazes me because, you know, you say, well, now, I don't know, the The rest of you are all readers, too. You know how it is where you can sit down and read a two hundred page book in three hours, you know mm-hmm. at a time, and then,
0: if you go back in and you reread that book, but you read every single word of the book, it may take you a couple of days to read it, but you
1: get so mm-hmm. many things that just like popped out of there.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: while I was telling you that the dog came over and wagged your tail and managed to wrap the Cord of the headphones around her tail as she was wagging it. <laughs> I was like,
5: oh goodness!
4: I yeah, laughed. We're, we're still talking to you. <laughs> I know.
5: <dogs. isn't> <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs>
3: Here's our dog moment
5: <laughs> podcast.
1: Yep. We're way, of course.
0: Well, and we, we have a dream. Back to the dream. Yes. Talk about the dream, Heather. Basically, he has a dream of a castle. And he has those glowing prints,
5: paw prints near the wall,
0: and oh. he sees his dad. So it's during a full moon, and he tries to catch his dad, but he disappears. Mm-hmm. And so some, it's some interesting that it is a full amount. moon,
5: and yet Remus human, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. And then yeah. Remus has, or not Remus Teddy has questions. Is mom with you? Are you still together? You're not fighting, are you? And. We're together always. There's no fighting. Your mom is watching over you. So it's a very peaceful dream of reassurance that a little child of 11 may need after, you know, a holiday of thinking about his parents and his lost parents. I think one big thing here is that, yes, Teddy's surrounded by people who do love him, but there's still this underlying current of loneliness. Mm-hmm. You know how Harry treats him versus how Andromeda treats him. There is love there, and he knows he's loved. But there's this loneliness of of not having his parents. That's so never gonna mm-hmm. go away. Right.
2: Yeah, it's interesting that they wrote Teddy very much like Harry in that regard, and that you know I've seen a lot of Teddy's where, he, or you know he's very close with Harry, but there's no mention of him you know having this connection with um, Tonks and, and Remus. Whereas, you know, it, this thing, they, they write him very much like Harry, who always feels connected to his father, always feels connected to his mother, and, you know, speaks that out very much. Mm-hmm. But I, thought it was, I thought it was very good characterization.
3: Mm-hmm. It's uh, got typically mysterious dream things in it, which is kind of neat. And that moves us on to the next chapter. Uh.
1: Well, before we move on, I just, I don't know if we said it, but he winks and hands him a key that disappears, and he tells him, you know, go find what's always been yours. Go find Mm -hmm. what's always been meant for you. Yeah. That's just, yeah. And then we get to
0: go to the next chapter. So, we come to the next chapter, and Teddy, or James is awake, and I guess they're getting ready to go back to school, and... James is just really upset. I'll write you a whole, a whole letter to you, Right. and as Teddy says, I'll be waiting. And he asks James if he wants to meet his friends. I go and meet everyone: Maurice, Donzo, Bernice, Zach, Roger, Tinny, Ruthless, and Corky, who apparently had been waiting on the mm-hmm. platform together. Uh-huh. And they have a, a, a compartment, of course, and Frankie's and saving so, the
4: compartment.
0: Yeah. And um, Corby, I guess, doesn't usually take the train because I guess he's in Hogsmeade, but he, his dad had business in London, so he gets to take the train. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. James is fascinated by his accent.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. I like that
1: they introduce him to James and they all are just really nice to him. And, and Harry comes over and there's a couple that are kind of like odd about Harry, but most of them just kind of take him in stride, which is really cool.
3: Mm-hmm. And he says to be careful. and. Watch out for kappas and not to tickle any dragons and Ruth says, Well make sure to follow your example which uh, <laughs> is not necessarily that great, but there you go.
1: Yeah. They get back on the train and they talk about when they're gonna go into the forest again, and Roger says he's read all about dark creatures and ooh, there's might even be werewolves in there and oh whoops, sorry, Betty. Yeah. Not until the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Although it's randomly uh, like a, a harvest moon or a blue moon, sorry, with the two... Uh...
5: Two full moments in a month. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. They just had one probably at the same time he was having his dream with the full moon in it. Mm-hmm.
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> blue
4: moon. Blue moon. You're I saw, saw me you it standing. But you? I don't even know. I think one. it's... <laughs> I think I you thought saw it was, me You standing. saw me
0: standing. Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: It is you. You saw me standing.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, do it again. Do right. it again.
4: Okay.
1: Blue moon. Blue moon. Take three. Ready? Yep. Blue
4: moon.
1: <laughs> oh, right out loud. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy. Blue moon. <laughs> forget <laughs> it. <laughs> And we have Frankie, who's all of a sudden declared that there's nothing evil in the forest, and no. that they can still go look around, but there's nothing evil there. And Teddy kind of lets it go on the train, but he gets a carriage with just Frankie and says, you know, what's going on? What's made you change your mind?
3: He's been thinking about his mom's work and the saving the souls from the Dementors and such. Mm-hmm. And He thinks maybe some place like Hogwarts, with the magical power that isn't surrounded by a city and all this stuff might be the best place to find that. He's got a new sort of mission he's going on. And Kelly's
5: lost.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking for it. I can't find her, but it's because I typed something in, so she's not in my Skype list anymore. I'm, terrible. <laughs> I'm like, Whoops. why can't I find Kelly? Oh, there's an N up at the top. Whoops.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, and Frankie keeps going to the library and is researching all he can find about the forest and souls and all that sort of stuff,
5: mm-hmm. and
3: Teddy just sort of leaves him to it.
5: Yep, at the beginning.
3: And Harry sends his package back. He's got the Mirar's map and Remus's wand and the keys parchment and a letter, and this is where Harry tells him that he had already been bound in and some of the things on there was stuff he'd hid deliberately So he's designed a spell that can take things off of that list and done that with those certain two things we know about.
5: Right. And
3: And so he's bound Teddy in as well. But it means he'll have to use his dad's wand to activate it, but his own wand to do any changing, because it's him that's been bound in. He's not the same as Remus. Right. Using Remus's wand triggers it as being the wrong person <coughs> with that wand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. map thinks it's a stolen wand.
3: Which is why the whole big thief thing came up.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And he says it's, it's a little bit weird. They've made a bug in their coding, basically, where you have to use your own wand to change anything, but you have to use one of theirs to be able to access the, the area in the first place mm-hmm. to be able to do anything. And because, of course, they were using their own wands the whole time, nobody, it never came up. Right. They uh-huh. hadn't found that out and had to fix it.
1: So he does it, and he finds out that he's, you know, left something. Oh, well, first of all, it shows that there's a paw print where the bed is, and he looks under the bed, and he finds the charms book from the library that's been sitting there. Yeah. Abandoned and forlorn for some time.
2: Yeah, it was a good way to prove that he had, was on the map, and that you know, the stuff that you were seeing was stuff was his
3: stuff.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does she mention? Yeah. First, what he does type the pop spell He has
3: fixes everything. I think it's supposed to just be wolf prints again because he's having the wolf run around and find his things. Whereas yeah. for Harry, it was the stag. Oh, okay. And Harry mentions in his letter, if James gets bound in, it'll also be the stag for him. But if one of the Weasleys gets passed on, they'll have to start their own. Um, oh, animal okay. and spell because they aren't part of that family.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I'm trying to remember. I liked how they made
3: it that the
5: Weasleys
2: were part of wait, the wait, heritage wait. because yeah. of Fred and George. Kelly.
1: Kelly, we can't hear you. Kelly, I, I still don't. What was We the, still can't, we can't hear, hear you. But, I mean, she can't we, hear me. We can hear you, but you're really low. Barely.
3: you're speaking through the wall.
1: <laughs> I'm not
5: mute. No, you're not mute. You're can just, you hear me now? Is it a little better?
0: Yeah.
2: What was I saying? Oh, uh, about how, oh, yeah, because, um, I liked that they, they just basically just decided that, you know, Fred and George are part of the, the map's legacy too. Because I think that because they brought it back to the, to the Marauder family. And because, you know, there was, you know, it was such a big part of their, I don't know, their experience that they, you know, I thought it mm-hmm. was cool that they included them as well in the, the legacy of that.
3: Yeah. And there's also a neat little thing that it looks like some of that is already showing up because, when Teddy repairs the map, it adds in a tiny stag for him, for um, Harry, rather, Harry. and a tiny bird of some kind in the top left corner. So that's kind of interesting.
5: Hmm. Did uh, they say who the bird was supposed, supposed to be? Or was it supposed to be Teddy?
0: No, we know. It might it's be Teddy. Teddy because be his. Else. if you put it together, his um, muggles and minions, nicknamed Wings, because he's a pilot,
1: Oh, wow. yeah, oh, that's right. Which means that his <laughs> yeah, that is Patronus Perry. will probably be a bird. Mm-hmm. The thing that got me, what exactly is in uh, Robard's living quarters? We don't know.
5: <laughs> Apparently, Aaron's on a slight delay.
4: Maybe it's Animagus
1: form. I'm sorry, Aaron, I don't think it's his Animagus form because Harry's not an Animagus and it gave me a stag. And that's his Patronus. Maybe it's his Patronus. Now, oh, we probably. do find out what's in Robard's. Although all the other ones office, had, they were all their Animagus are. forms. Yeah, that's how we I find remember. it. We find out what's in okay. his office later on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's in his office because it used to be Remus's office, and Remus would have left something mm-hmm. there, right. but we don't actually know what it is yet. Okay. So.
1: But the big thing is that now that he's done the spell and everything, the wolf goes to the top of the castle or the tower, and then down to the ground below, leaving a, a solid footprint at the base of the wall. Under the North Battlements, and that's where we know that Remus died, and it's where Teddy Mm-mm. hasn't been at all, and he remembers his dream. Find what's yours, Teddy. Find what was always meant for you, and he knows mm-hmm. what's and down there.
3: He's sure it's got to be his dad's wedding ring. Well, he sort yeah. of tries to talk himself out of it, and... Maybe he shouldn't go, and maybe he'll go there, and it'll turn out to be some button or a scrap of robe or something disappointing. But really, he knows it's his wedding ring.
5: Mm-hmm. He thinks he about sneaking doesn't go out
3: immediately, because it's after curfew, and it's dark, and he doesn't want to go and then be disappointed, and he would have to sneak out and break the rules. But then the next day, there's a giant winter storm, And nobody's allowed to go anywhere on their own.
5: (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. And it turns out that the younger kids aren't allowed out at all and the older kids can only go out in threes and fours because if they fall the red caps will get to them. Right. And so Mm. now he has this dilemma because he really wants to go and check on this ring, but he can't get out there. I think it's amusing that Harry gave him a knife. Didn't Sirius give Harry a knife? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so he uh, well, becomes obsessed with that paw print and that spot. And he just has to get it. He mm-hmm. can't stop thinking he's about just it. He's sort of
3: floating through his day, and everything seems to be happening to somebody
5: else.
1: Mm-hmm. Who is it? Tinny says that they should have a Muggles and Minions game, but Frankie has other plans because he's doing all the studying and is just kind of obsessed with, what he's working on, and Teddy has other plans because he wants to go find the ring. And-
3: hmm And then he finally has an idea because Priya Patel and some other seventh years come in and they have dripping cloaks and hang them over the hooks by the door. And he goes up to her and asks if he can practice his drying charm on her cloak. And then he does the same thing with an older boy about his boots. hmm and he's decided he's going to try and morph an older student and sneak right. out that way.
1: So he dries him off.
3: I like how he models himself after Charlie and broadens everything. Yeah. And then he looks in the mirror and he says he deeply hopes that he's not going to look like that
5: when he grows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks
3: like he's drunk a swelling solution.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and then- so
3: he puts he- the foot up and to sneak after people.
1: Yeah, and he's lucky because it's Professor Trelawney and she's the one that's patrolling and, yeah, she doesn't have a clue. So he waits for a bunch of older students and kind of slips in behind three Hufflepuffs. What the
5: hell is a Hufflepuff?
1: And goes out, sneaks out behind them and they don't even know he's there. And then he heads over to where he knows the ring is and a red cap comes after him and he hexes it away.
3: And he... Digs a little bit with his knife, but there's no sign yet. And so he's scratching with his hands, and then he starts Mm -hmm. bleeding and takes out the knife again and cuts out chunks of the ground, and eventually he finds it, and he sort of freezes, holding it up, and he's not paying attention and gets tackled by a red cap.
4: Yeah,
1: he's shouting at them, stay away, stay away, and he's trying to... He's got his wand, but the knife, the ring is kind of on the knife, and he's trying really hard not to lose the ring, and he gets rid of one, but more come after him, and now they've got him backed up against the wall, and And he
3: smacks his hand and drops the ring, and a red cap goes after that, and he can't let it have it, and dives after it, and gets basically buried in various red caps.
1: Yeah, and then he starts sliding down the hill, because it's all icy. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: Yeah then he loses his wand. Drops and
5: his wand. He picked
1: up in the best
2: possible right time, off, I think, like to can. come and, and try to recover this.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Absolutely.
0: Gryffindors aren't known for their planning. <laughs> Whoa.
1: You're dollicking. No. Nope. nope, you're okay now. Gryffindors aren't known for their planning.
5: No, they're not.
3: Not exactly, no. <laughs> but fortunately, somebody has noticed that he's gone... And figured out what he was up to. Mm-hmm. So they blast the red caps off of him. I don't know what spell they're using exactly, but it basically shoves them away. Right. And Priya is the one of the ones who's coming and gets her to get his wand because he dropped that. And fortunately, Neville is the other and he has picked up the knife in the ring.
1: Right. Because Teddy's trying to get away from Priya because he wants to get to the ring. And uh, they get him up to the hospital wing, but they try to do it without attracting any attention.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. There's a door here. Neville takes and them through I'll... a secret passage. Yeah,
1: Confound but... you both if you ever tell. So.
3: Mm-hmm. And Neville <laughs> and sort of has a little talk with him, pottery. and yeah. sorry,
0: say it one at a time, please. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Scott. Yours was more poignant. Oh.
3: So they head off to the hospital wing, and Neville has a little bit of a talk with him and mentions, you know, even though you're the only one in your year, the other Gryffindors do pay attention to you, and they know what's going on with you. They notice when you do things, and he sort of tries to hammer that through for him, that mm-hmm. they really are paying attention. Yeah. He talks a little bit about how he used to get gum wrappers from his parents, and apparently she stopped when he was about 20.
1: Yeah.
3: That's kind of sad, actually, that they stopped giving him the... The gum wrappers?
1: Yeah, I was surprised that they did. Oh bad for Neville. Mm-hmm. And that Luna took the last few and framed them for him.
5: Yeah.
3: And he says, I think your father would be grateful that you got the ring back, but more than a little annoyed, you went out when you were forbidden to do so and ended up getting into exactly the sort of trouble you were supposed to be avoiding.
5: Right. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it away. would have
3: waited another two days.
5: <laughs> but Teddy just couldn't wait, so...
1: The gold was plain and unadorned except for a gently bubbled edge. There was no inscribed message on the inside, no magical sense of union with his father. It was just a wedding band, lost for 11 years, now found. But he... And yet, he
3: burst into tears anyway. Because
5: he
1: he loves everybody else.
3: He likes being... He's cared for by everybody he knows and the children. He's their Teddy, especially James, and he likes that. And... James has said he's not the same as a brother, but he's still mine, and he has a great relationship with Harry, and the Weasleys are always fun, and Arthur tries his best to act like a grandfather, but nothing is really the same as having Remus there.
1: Mm -hmm. No, He says, you know, he's choking, and I'm sorry, I know I'm lucky, and... Neville says, yes, you're overflowing with luck. I always think that when I see a child whose parents were stolen from him when he wasn't even a month old, how lucky he is. And then he says, you know, mm. you were treated, and it's okay to be angry yeah. about it.
2: The sarcasm creeping in up on Neville there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. So he takes Hetty to his office for tea, which reminds me of Remus doing the same for Harry.
1: Yeah. Does, yeah. does the- he take him, or I think he just summons it. No, they go to the oh, office. Oh, yes, he and- does. He's got, like- uh, oh, he, uh, he has that?
5: a pot in his office. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pomfrey wouldn't let him out of the hospital, even with Neville. Of course, this is true. <laughs>
5: and
3: I think earlier in this chapter, or at some point anyway, Madame Pomfrey almost mistakes him for Remus. Mm-hmm. She says, mm-hmm. I don't care if, everything's, if everything is healed, you're in no shape to, mm-hmm. and so she sort of stops and then deliberately calls him Teddy instead of Mr. Lupin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have the impression she's sort of having flashbacks there.
0: Oh, yeah. Poor, poor Albus when he gets there, because she's going to have some serious flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Harry. Like Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, God. <laughs>
3: Neville says I'm going to have to give you detention because you were out when you weren't supposed to be. And the other students will ask a lot of questions you don't want them to ask. Right. But how about coming and pruning the willow with me, since you already know about how to stop it and everything. So that's Mm -hmm. going to be his detention. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy's had some pretty good detentions so far.
1: And they all (laughs) seem to be around the Whomping Willow tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, But then he does talk to him about morphing, you know, what you did today, morphing older. We can't stop you from morphing, but you need to promise me that you will never mark to be older again, to slip away mm-hmm. from people who are meant to be looking after you. And, yeah. you know, and it's not you. like they're, you know, they're watching you. They're not having to babysit you, but they're still concerned. Oh, yeah.
3: I like his little remark. I release you from that if it turns out a teacher is evil. You can right. use anything you want to get away from one of those.
4: <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Snape, <laughs> Let's or, see. Uh, Quirrell or the other
5: teachers <laughs> of medieval. Yeah, we've seen good. We have, they have, uh, a, they have uh, a little, uh, little bit of a record of that.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's awkward. <laughs> yep. yeah, don't here. always
2: have the best uh, record with that stuff.
1: Okay.
3: So Teddy slips the ring on his own ring finger, and of course, it's huge. But he, he holds it there with his other hand and morphs his finger so it fits, right.
1: and <laughs> sticks it under
3: his pillow. <laughs>
5: to yeah. chapter fourteen,
1: <laughs> so the I anonymous. Mean, Wait a minute! Cover. I think Heather's gonna leave us. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry, guys. That's alright. we're doing to make... fall yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, don't fall asleep yeah. on the podcast. It's, that's okay. The podcast. it's
3: that's... okay. We've got precedent.
1: They, they never let it's you write that down, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the oh, the owner of the precedent right here, don't we? You know uh, what? Yeah, what it is though. That's it's, right. It's it's they okay never let you
2: fall. Never let you live that one down.
1: On a podcast, because P.S. has done it twice. You just can't snore while you're asleep on the podcast.
4: (laughs) Right. That's the problem.
0: Oh, my God. Somebody fell asleep. I can hear somebody snoring. (laughs) I wondered what that
1: noise was, actually. Aaron, are you there? (laughs) Somebody make a note? (laughs) Is Aaron
5: really asleep before him now? He's snoring.
2: Glad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can amuse.
1: Hello? Are you back? that? Hey guys. i <laughs> for a little bit. Nice to be here to join us. <laughs> no, I made, party, we would have dumped uh, your fingers in warm water by
2: now. I, I, made, the, I made the newbie mistake of, of sitting too comfortably in my chair at my desk <laughs> and putting my feet up. Yeah. My face is red right now, so.
0: Well, we didn't notice it until you started snoring. (laughs) I mean, that
2: was unmistakable.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a blatant call to uh, end the podcast. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You know, go to sleep for an hour and
5: wake
3: up and we may well still be podcasting. You can come back on. It's
1: like, like, Uh, what's your face? Jen used to go get Chinese food in the middle of a podcast and come back and it was like, Where'd you go? Oh, I left and went to the store. <laughs>
5: yeah, we're
2: going waiting in line for Batman
5: tickets. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> did that, too. Yeah, no, oh, sorry. Oh, dear. I guess I'm just going to say goodnight, then. Goodnight. And... Goodnight. Yeah.
4: yeah I need to play
0: it on. Sleep well. The...
5: Sweet dreams. Goodnight. Goodnight.
0: Um, um, night. Goodnight. Talk to you all next week. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, mom's got surgery, and I get to stay all day at the hospital. Take lots of books. I'm um, taking my knitting and my MP3 player and my laptop, and because have a Wi-Fi podcast from the hospital, if you want. No,
3: <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> take your
3: phone. Yeah.
2: You know, you know with all the all the health problems Jen has had over the years. It's it's amazing that we've never had anybody podcast from a from a hospital. You think that would have happened by now?
1: Really?
5: Yeah.
2: We've had them podcast from uh, tornado shelters and.
1: Moving cars, moving moving cars, cars. getting pulled over by police. (laughs) I I podcast from a hotel room in Chicago. Mm, That's true. I'm waiting for the for Aaron podcasting from the uh, apocalyptic fiery oil (laughs) 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 storm. The apocalyptic tornado. I'm not looking
2: forward to that one quite as much. Okay.
1: No. (laughs) And Aaron lives what eight feet above sea level, something like that.
2: If that, <laughs> I live like 10 miles from the Port of Tampa. It's really not that far. If there's a tsunami in the Gulf of Mexico for some reason, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> of
4: course, <laughs> the odds of that happen. If there's a
1: tsunami in the Gulf of Mexico, you know, all the oil will just cover the entire state of Florida. There you go.
2: There's all these like funny things that people like. Well, you know, if there's a, in the right condition, there's a water spout, and some lightning, like it'll suddenly turn to this flaming tornado of death. And I'm like, yeah, it's- Probably not going to happen, but
1: it's worth. That would be kind of cool, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron,
2: it's, it's horrific enough to really be worth fearing. I think.
1: Aaron, flaming <laughs> tornado Jen of death comes to visit. <laughs> <If Jen laughs> well, comes- fortunately,
2: there's no plans for that. Yes, flaming tornado of death. How about apocalyptic flaming tornado of death?
1: Okay, there you go. There we go. Uh, we have to remember that for the title. <laughs> Otter Weekly, bringing you more disasters every day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and we have here at five miles off the apocalyptic flaming tornado of death. I am rapidly moving in the opposite direction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a darn about the fic that you're trying to cover. I'm leaving. I'm looking for shelter. <laughs> no, I, you, you know, could I could do that. from I'm...
3: the Harry Potter world of whatever, though. Yes, you wanted.
2: Yeah, I'm planning to do
1: that, actually. As yeah, a, I'm sure that Spellcast spell is planning they, to do it, from to the John- real Free Broom Chick. We're way on course. So, chapter 14. <laughs> Aaron, you think you can hang for a bit, or, uh...
2: Chapter 14, indeed.
1: Alright, let's do it.
2: I'm, good for, I'm good for a little while longer, I just wanted to get us you know, back on, on course.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry.
3: Crack the whip. It's interesting that this chapter is actually called The Forest Guard, so it's... Must have something to do with what's going on with the whole story.
1: <laughs> it's the dun-da-da chapter. Dun-da-da. Yeah. Climax. <sighs> so nobody believes Pyra's story about Teddy falling down the stairs. And he wakes up to find the. Priya. Wolf. Priya, uh-huh. that's it. Priya's uh, story about Teddy yeah. falling down the stairs. And he wakes up to find the forest guard, you know, shoving it down his screens and coming in. And...
3: They have brought him a mound of food.
1: Well, you because. Know. You don't want kids. hospital like, food.
3: I can't eat all of this. I can't let you eat alone. So they all bring out their forks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that Ruthless said, you could have stuck me out with you, you know. And he forced a smile and he says, oh, have you learned how to metamorphose too? And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, there is yeah. that. So they all talk about various different things. Apparently in the Muggles and Minions game, at the last time they left, his character was shackled to Donzo's character, so now they've caused him a bit of problems, but they gave him an extra karate point in uh, compensation. In yeah,
2: That was very stand-up of so. them, you know, and and very good GM action there, you know, whatever they call it in, in Buggles and Minions. You know, you, you mess up a little bit, you know, give him a reward.
3: Urban Planner, that was it. I had to pick yeah. that up. Urban Planner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and this I, is where we way too much kick out of the- <laughs> <laughs> This is where we find out about his code name Wings because he's got a small airplane that he's yep. you know picked up along the way. He doesn't know how to fly the thing, but you know he's got it in case he ever needs it. And that's what gave him the the code name Wings.
3: Yeah, and he also can't figure out what his character's real name is, so mm-hmm. they mostly right. just call him Wings. Right. Apparently, his character looks vaguely like Percy Weasley. As the way that um,
1: <laughs> which is with Roger has
3: <laughs> drawn them, anyway.
1: And they're talking about different things. And Corky says that his mom uses the same grocery list every month. And Donzo says, the same one every month? <laughs>
2: that and, was pretty hilarious. Yeah,
1: she's, you know, not very creative. And she doesn't have groupies to shop for. Her and Donzo starts to make a rude gesture and then, you know, says... And then can't figure out if it's two fingers or one. In, that That's funny. I thought it was Canada. like... <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Apparently, they just can't make up their minds, which is pretty much true.
4: Uh, I haven't you know, particularly and, and then they
1: get
3: researched that. Yeah. Part, but as far as using spelling and things in essays and all the various British versus American stuff, as long as you're consistent, it's fine. You just pick one. I'm pretty sure in that case we use the American one, but I haven't had a whole lot of use for it myself, so who knows?
1: So they go to talk. They get caught or gets scooted out. And
3: Adam Pomprey once Frankie's again terrible. has to come and run out.
1: <laughs> Frankie has
3: you been have five thinking minutes, about it.
1: Frankie has been thinking about Sanjeev. Yeah. And mm-hmm. about where the souls go. And they talk about what's in the Forbidden Forest and they talk about Aragog's colony in the right. Forbidden Forest. And also and the weird
3: we- vine that Teddy found his first attention.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the first time that they were out, yeah,
3: yeah, not the uh, not the attention. It was their first expedition, right? Teddy was the only one. Frankie showed it to,
1: and Frankie's wondering if that's where the souls go. There's somewhere in there because it wouldn't be in the city. There's not enough magic there. It's not a true magic there, but out in the forest at Hogwarts, there's true magic out in the forest. And yeah, and the Dementors couldn't, and they couldn't get through it. The Dementors tried to get through it and couldn't get through it. Something's in there. Yeah. And Teddy's just not really sure. And he said, why don't you talk to your mom? And, you know, he says, I can't talk to mom about it. I don't want her to keep doing this. So Frankie's doing this because he's worried that his mom working so hard on getting Sanjeev back is going to distress their family. It's going to cause them to, you know, get divorced or whatever. I don't know if wizards get divorced, but. And so he's decided to take this in his own hands and find the answer. And so he doesn't want to involve his mom in it because that's giving it back to her. And that's what he doesn't want. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is too bad because he's, it's essentially, he's got an idea but he doesn't want to share it with her because he doesn't want her to go off on a tangent. However, he's pretty he bit doesn't off.
3: really know what he's doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets kicked out. And yeah. we go on to the next day. And the next day him. is Detention Detention. Dun,
3: dun, dun. Dun, dun,
1: dun. But it's a
3: fun detention. So.
1: It's because it's with Neville. <laughs> Neville they and... They wander
3: out the swamping Willow and uh, Teddy gets to freeze the branches and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. It's kind of like eh, the tree is like, eh, go away. <laughs> yeah.
3: Probably recognizes Neville.
1: Yeah, and well, the the wand. Yeah, you recognize the wand, and Neville tells him, or Teddy tells him, you know, that my wand is made from this tree. And mm-hmm. so that's really cool.
3: Yeah, and we learned a little bit more about Whomping Willows in general, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Apparently there are something like 12 of them in the world, so it, it made sense that Hogwarts would want to have one. And Remus's dad sort of leafed through a few magazines enough that he could pretend to be yeah. an amateur gardener who really was excited about having such a great tree at Hogwarts, and that's why they're donating money to have it there.
1: Right. It's kind of fun. And it turned out that yeah, he insisted on having right. part of it. I'm really surprised that the mistletoe was able to uh, tie up the Whomping Willow here. Well, it's apparently uh, <clears throat> strong stuff. Yeah.
3: The only thing that they ever usually need to fix is mistletoe and things like what Bernice
5: did, Mm -hmm. so.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's wound tightly around the wood of the tree, and the tree's tried to pummel it off, and there's twigs broken off, and all kinds of stuff, and yeah.
3: And Neville's planning to take broomsticks up, and Teddy's not so keen on that, but Mm -mm. they do it anyway.
1: Don't look at me like that. It is your detention. You don't have to like it.
3: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And So they fly up to the branches, and then Teddy just sort of hops off his broom and climbs into the tree that way.
5: Yeah.
1: And
3: Neville's like, I thought we'd
1: stay on the broomsticks. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know how good Neville is on a broomstick. <laughs> yeah, well, Teddy's not much better. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Neville's a lot older than Teddy is. <laughs> it's more practice than falling mm-hmm. off.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he may have gotten better by now.
1: I hope so. Yeah. So he, Teddy goes so. and scrambles along the branch and starts pulling off the mistletoe, giving it to Neville. And he gets banished to the ground. Mm-hmm. And we find out that <laughs> they're going to have to cut off the branch where it's been to make sure that they get it all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I thought that was a really big, uh, a big deal that they they had a year doing a levitation term that strong. I mean, on a big old branch like that, I thought that was a uh, was a little crazy.
1: Yeah, mm. I kept waiting for it to fall.
3: <laughs> well, apparently he's I, good uh, enough not to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he has a dream about Frankie, mm-hmm. and I had to laugh at checkmate because Lily does this. I mean, she doesn't meow, but she walks uh-huh. on top of me and then lays over the top of me and goes back to sleep. It's like. Yep. Thank you. I can't move. <laughs> 13, my cat dogs does. Used to do the exact me. same thing. <laughs> yeah. Both my kittens do that. Oh, she's oh so dear. Funny. But yeah, she'll walk all over me, like, "Oh yeah, you're here." Clomp, 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 clomp. I'm like, "Thank you. I'm awake now." <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, "Thank you, cat. I that's what I needed. I need to be rudely awoken by a small animal running over me."
5: Well right. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Although okay. in this case it's Teddy who wakes up and he sort of wakes up the cat because she's already right. sleeping on top of him, and then he moves and she's like, "Oh, oh okay,
1: fine." Move I'll just move over spot. here. Plop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Frankie's yelling for help. Teddy, help me! Help me! And he tries to and get Teddy's across. Teddy's on this on bridge.
3: The, yeah. Yeah. And, and it just breaks. sort of separates and starts swinging around.
2: Very dream for an 11-year-old there.
1: Yeah. He's not really sure anything about it. and just kind of goes back to sleep.
3: He sort of had the idea that he'd have to keep Frankie from going into the forest too early. But as it turns out, he didn't really have to because other reasons kept coming up.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the storms kept up and different things were happening.
3: The entire grounds is basically a sheet of ice. And Frankie decides just to research instead,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and eventually they figure out they need to learn about dementors, but everything there is is in the restricted section. And Teddy says he'll ask Robards for a note so he can get in.
1: Yeah, because Frankie's trying to get him to morph into an older student, and he's already promised that he won't do that.
5: Yeah.
1: And when he asks Robards, he Teddy's work has been kind of slipping. And mm. Robards decides that he's not going to give him permission to do it because he doesn't want Teddy's work to slip more because he's researching yeah. instead of doing.
3: His he's been concentrating on this too much. Uh-huh. So he's he, just, about he finally project, just asks the him the question. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: He says, "Do you know what happens to souls that dementors eat?" And he says, "Well, nobody really knows anything. Yeah. We don't know whether they keep it or if it just takes." part of it and lets the rest go or what goes on and there isn't really any way to know Yeah, and, and
1: he wants to know if he can catch a Dementor and study it and Robert says who do you plan on feeding it so you can observe what happens and I went uh, umbridge. Umbridge. I would I would volunteer I
4: will have order. oh yeah
3: but he doesn't get his note anyway. Mm -mm. And Frankie decides maybe he should ask the Ministry, because they'll have notes on them being the guards at Azkaban and all that stuff. And Teddy tries to get him to ask his mom again, but that's just not done, apparently. And we move on. Time passes. And Teddy has found a box for his ring, and he keeps looking at it, but he sort of eventually leaves it in his drawer more. Mm -hmm. They play their games. There's Quidditch games, and There was a hex war in in which they all end up in the hospital wing.
1: Yep. Oops. Teddy would appear to be a stalk of celery growing out of his eyebrows. Great. (laughs) Ouch. That's
5: fun. Yep.
1: And they scrub the entrance floor, and Teddy finds another mark with the MWPP on it. And so he goes Uh back and looks, even though there's nothing on the map, and it's empty.
3: He wonders if maybe it was something of Peter's, because he hadn't. Ever figured out where those things were, but it was already empty.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, but i was sure classes in and tests
5: and Easter
1: and <laughs> yeah. And they're playing Muggles and Minions one day, and Frankie's just out of it. And so Teddy kind of makes it so that he's in St. Mungo's or whatever for a while, and he decides that he and Frankie are gonna go get lunch for everybody, and he drags. Frankie off to the broom cupboard that Frankie had taken him to and gave him basically the same spiel. But when Frankie did it, Teddy realized that, yeah, he was right and he needed to stop what he was doing. But when he does this for Frankie, Frankie just doesn't want to hear it. And now Frankie's not talking to him. Right. Oh, and he gets, he takes the ring out. He's trying to do his transfiguration homework and he, he's bored with his muggle and minion stats So he gets the ring out, and he's messing with the ring.
3: And he tries to do the same thing that he would to his stat coin or the shopping list or whatever. Right, the the reveal He doesn't really think anything is going to happen except something does. Something
1: does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. (laughs) We get a page of Remus' Remus handwriting. Yeah. And it was... a letter. Addressed to Teddy. Yeah. (laughs) And then we go to Chapter 15, which is called Love Stories.
3: It's a letter to him. And he is apparently asleep a few feet away as Remus is writing this, Mm -hmm. changing his hair color.
1: Yep. Yeah, and if this letter's shorter than it ought to be, then you can blame yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So, and he (laughs) says... Jingle, jingle, jingles. You know, I hope you'll never read this and that everything I want to share with you I'll tell you at the dinner table, but this is a wartime, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. So it's possible that I won't be there to share this with you. And I know it's a little bit further down, but I like that he doesn't ever think that both of them will go. He thinks that he might be killed, but he yeah. has no thought whatsoever that talks would be killed. And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of sad. Well, and the reason that he's doing this is because before Sirius died, He and Sirius had talked about pulling memories out of James and putting them into a pensive for Harry, and it was never done, and they don't have access to a pensive, so this is the closest that he could get to it. So he's charmed certain objects, you know, like the map and and things like that, and so they'll be able to, sorry for the jingles here, Lily, stop.
3: I'm not getting any of them.
1: Huh. Um, They mix in with Aaron's typing, so it's okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, my typing and my snoring.
1: I haven't heard the snores yet. We're way on course. He's explaining I, I, I... the charms. And, uh, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, it, it he doesn't imagine that Tonks would be gone, too. And that this is all that would be left for Teddy. Right. Yeah. So.
3: But Tonks has told him to put the instructions on anyway just in case.
1: Right. Set the ring down on a piece of parchment and use the incantation Cortis Patronum. Right.
3: Mhm. And he set it specifically to only last for 30 minutes so right. that Teddy can't spend too long in.
1: But even you can if he wants to. do it every day or so. Right. But it it's not constant. I I like that Teddy kind of blinks hard, and the words blur, and he leans back because he doesn't want to cry, and if he does cry, he doesn't want anything to fall on the parchment and blur it.
5: Aww.
3: He feels it's really unfair, and yet at least he does have something. So instead of using the same parchment because he wants to keep the letter, he brings out another piece and puts the ring on top of it. And
1: And he's trying to convince himself that it won't work. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Gives himself all the other possibilities that might not happen.
1: Yeah, he he's really anyway. good at that. He thinks of all the ways it won't work so that when it does work, he's not let down.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because earlier he was thinking, oh, you're going to go there and it'll be one of his buttons or a prefect badge or a piece of cloak right. or something. You know. But right. it yeah. does actually work. And the ring bursts into action and suddenly he's in a memory.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to psych himself up so that, you know, just in case, but he really, really wants it to work.
3: Yeah. And, and it's, it's a little bit different than pensive t- Memories, because this has him basically behind Remus's eyes.
5: Right. It's so through
1: it.
3: You oh. won't actually see Remus unless he has some of Tonks' memories, or Remus looks in a mirror.
1: Right. So first of all, we have Remus and his father kind of walking along, and... Playing games, they've got a, a stick, and they're vanishing dragons. And so... They're
3: rescuing mummy from the dragon. Yes. Yep.
1: And it's actually the blanket on the clothesline, and she's like, don't! <laughs> well, and then mm-hmm. we go from that to after he's been bitten and had had three moons. Mm-hmm. But it's another memory mm-hmm. with John Lupin and... And it's mother, it's... With the, bee, with the bird. Right. Yeah.
3: The hawk. Yeah, the hawk. Okay. And Remus' mother's name is Julia in this book. Julia. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. We never really She's come never across Remus' mother in believe. much. Yeah. No. I don't
5: yeah. think they
2: actually named her his father in canon either, but they assumed it's John because that's his, no. his middle name.
1: Right. Yeah. It works. That but. seems to be a very common wizarding thing is to have the middle name of the child as the father's name.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. That was a very common thing in general a couple generations back. Oh
5: yeah, sure. You
3: name the first son after the father and the well you name the first son after the father's father and the second son after the mother's father and then there's this whole thing that they do with that and if you have five sons then you can get to name them whatever you want, eventually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they send this hawk up into the air and it's just beautiful to watch and she says to him the world is full of wonderful things remus they'll always be there no matter what you must always remember that the world is full of wonders because she's trying Mm -hmm. to you know give him something after the transformations and being bit and stuff where he could look at the world as being a horrible place and she's giving him the joy that is also there yeah
3: and then he's in hogwarts Playing poker with James Potter, who has a card stuck to his forehead.
1: Mm-hmm. And he knows he has one because he can feel it stuck to his own forehead. How can I can so see this? You know, this whole link to the back of the card, stick it to your forehead.
5: <laughs> yeah, but I they're, they're using sticking like... charms. Yeah. Oh, yes. no. It's just so charm.
1: funny. I've seen <laughs>
5: hilarious. <laughs> the, the marauders. Uh huh. Their blind wizard
2: bluff, whatever they yes. call it. I thought it was a
1: great friendship between the four of them. I
3: thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Hildegard the Owl,
5: it belongs guarders. to James.
1: The colored guarders. I love that. And they pretty much tell him that they're not going to bet against him, but he doesn't believe them, and so he folds, and he's got the highest card there is. And they just think that's hysterical.
5: Mm-hmm. Which it is,
1: of course. <laughs> then they, very casually, and of course, ah. the whole time he's kind of thinking to himself, You know, this is too good to be true. One of these days they're going to start treating me like they treat Peter. They're just going to, you know, treat me like a hanger-on. And they say to him, hey, do you want us to do anything for you on Thursday night? Do you want us to do your homework or, you know, what? And he looks at them and says, what do you mean? And Peter says, well, it's the full moon. Do you want us to do anything while you're howling at it? And he's just floored, absolutely floored, that they know his secret. And they start laughing again, and they mm-hmm. say, "Come on, Lupin, what do you take us for? We all have an advanced piece of magical technology called a calendar." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we thought you might secretly be a girl at first. That was James's, because he just, you know, they all go off for <laughs> months. We thought right. we, that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And then we figured out it was at the full moon, and he's just like. But,
3: but uh, Why are you still Playing games If you know
1: and... well, Why are you still Sitting here with me Yeah And then it goes And then uh, they have A
4: wrestling match well and,
1: <laughs> well and then Well they show him That they've become Anime guy Yeah And, and, the scene and he's just again. He's just Floored Yeah Cause they're still In the second shack And he's afraid That he's gonna attack Yeah them. Right I missed the scene change Sorry <laughs> yeah, it's right. It jumped A little bit More than the page mm-hmm. did <laughs>
3: And Teddy's slightly horrified to note that um, Peter looks a lot like Frankie, except shorter.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that's a um, foreshadowing.
3: Hmm, interesting. Could be, but it I could don't be. really think so. Or is it?
1: <laughs> and Remus just doesn't want to take off his clothes in front of him, and they're all like, we've seen you before. What are you worried about? But he's really not, I don't think he's really thinking about taking off his clothes in front of him, he's more thinking about transforming in front of them. Right. And yeah. then it's, you know, just too late. But after he transforms, he can feel the warmth of the other animals, and they curl up, in, and he's curled up with them, and he's comforted.
3: Mm-hmm. And we're on to a new scene, and here they are at King's Cross, and it's Sirius's cousin, Andromeda.
1: Right, with Tonks. And a little blue blanket. Yeah, and mad auntie, who for Sirius's mother. Yeah, they're overlooking for Sirius and the boys kind of form a barrier so that he can see the baby. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And then it switches again and it's more of his mother than his father. It's it's kind of both of them and I don't I I'm thinking it's more her memory but I could be wrong. she calls him Mr. Lupin and I don't think that he would have thought of himself that way. No. And he's taking Tonks to view a cave and he's on his Easter holidays from that school that he used to work for which would be Dudley School and is taking her up this hill to this cave and of course she falls and twists her ankle
5: I don't think
3: this actually was Smeltings it's a a squib school that he's been working for anyway
1: you don't think it was Smeltings and
3: um, not at this point I don't think because I don't think Smeltings is a squib school particularly
1: well you're right it's not a squib it's a muggle school yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, at Christmas, she's pretending that she'll grow up and marry Mr. Lupin.
5: Okay. And
3: actually, she does. But.
1: Yeah. So she's twisted her ankle, and he says, okay, I need to take you back. She's like, no, I trust you. You fix it. I want to see the cave with you. And he tries, and she gets up and says, oh, yeah, it's fine, and tries to walk and collapses again. No.
3: And she's really disappointed because they can't go to the cave because she's clumsy and fell. And he's going to take her some other time and then decides, oh, why not? And levitates her instead. Right. Well, lightens her and then carries her the rest of the way. And he talks about all the things about the cave that was happening. And then they're inside and it's... Wonderful.
1: Yeah. You can see places from the past and different things like that. And she says, I want to see the future. I want to see who I'll be and how everything turns out. And he tells her that no one's seen the future since Merlin. And she's disappointed because he's not sure Merlin even did. And she says, you know, don't you Mm -hmm. think the stories are true? And he says, maybe he didn't see his own future, but he saw his own dreams of the future and he made them come true. And she yeah. kind of thinks, okay, that that's an idea.
3: Yeah. And then there's a little bit of a shift, and we don't quite know what happens because then Teddy's back in the dormitory.
1: Yeah, it's 30 minutes
5: around. Like, yeah.
3: Oh, no. And he tries it again, but it just prints out the words, don't get lost. You can wait.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And So he gives in and almost puts the ring back in the box, but then decides to make it a necklace instead. Mm-hmm. Find some strength.
1: Yeah, puts it over his head. He wants to go back, but he's not feeling frustrated that he couldn't, which is really cool.
5: Because even though Mm -hmm.
1: it was a rule, it's a a gift from death. Yeah.
3: He's a little different from Harry that way, because I'm pretty sure Harry would have been...
1: Chomping at the bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I really like here where he sits down and he thinks about it, and he thinks about walking along the wall telling stories like he does with James. Mm -hmm. And he realizes that
3: that's something that his family has done before. Mm -hmm. His grandfather did it with his dad. And
1: and it's really a gift from one generation to the next. Even if it's only nine years difference or three years difference or whatnot, it's still a gift. right? Mm -hmm. And so he starts writing a letter to James. Yeah, and he tells him about finding the plane in the Muggles and Minions game, and he asks him if he wants to learn how to fly it. So now the two of them have something kind of together.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Teddy has dreams again that night, but it's just a, it's a pleasant dream. There's no screaming, and the bridge actually works, and yeah. all that sorts of things. And he's quite relaxed when he wakes up on Sunday, sends his letter off, but apparently Frankie mm-hmm. is not so relaxed.
4: Nope.
1: He's so mad at him. He's mad. And he says, but I, and, you know, doesn't understand.
3: Ruth, yeah. Ruth says, I know, just, just let him work it out. He'll get to it in his own time sort of thing. And yep. just come and have breakfast.
1: And he's so, not hungry, but she piles the food on his plate and he just eats it. And that's the end of the chapter. And that's it.
3: And also, the end of our podcast for this week.
1: Yay! We'll finish it up next week. Uh,
3: next week, we're starting with Chapter 16, okay. Loyalty, and moving on uh, through the rest of them um, to the last week. print.
1: Yes. And we yeah, won't I know, think it won't be
3: next week, it won't, So well. for everybody, it will be.
1: Yeah. It's the next podcast for everybody, but it's not next week for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking a week next, off for the 4th of July. Fireworks Day in the U.S. I really like this. I liked them figuring out how to work them out. And that Harry had already been bonded, so that he could could add people to it. I love the scene with the ring, mm-hmm. the finding out about you know being able to see bits and pieces of his father and his mother yeah. and stuff like that, and just what a cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know?
3: And that was sort of a good thing. It's necessary for the plot that Remus thought to do that with Harry, because otherwise they would have kind of run into a wall there. But. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's the sort of thing you could see him doing too. So. Oh
5: yeah, yeah, I oh, enjoyed yeah. these
3: oh, yeah. chapters. I like. The, I'm wondering
1: um, if there are going to be other. I'm wondering if there are going to be other things that Remus is charmed or. Yeah, there could be. Hmm? You know, I don't know.
5: Hmm. Interesting. I don't remember.
1: I
3: haven't read any further, so Just I couldn't one. tell I've you. Been,
2: it's been quite some time I read these mm-hmm. first two. Yep.
1: So, Aaron, but I liked all the comments.
2: Final comment: uh, This is a really fun. Next gen fic, and the writing is just—it's so. What I was gonna say is that it's, it's very good, um, almost mimicking of the of the J.K. Rowling style. I feel, you know, the, the kind of you know the, the mundanity of day to day stuff com- combined with the you know this kind of overarching epic mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like you know, there's this there's this some mysteries, and some of which aren't really mysteries to us. Like, I mean, the vines in the in the um, the forest—I think we all assume—is the is the something having to do with the Resurrection Stone, of course.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I so, hadn't thought of that. Um, I, it's a good idea. I like the fact that J.K. all of her stuff was from Harry's point of view, everything, right. and this is all from Teddy's point of view.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't have any other POV at all. This is all Teddy's, right? Which is why it feels like it's Rolling Style. That's mm-hmm. true. Because a lot of the other it's because Teddy a lot Ruben of the and fanfic the... The stuff that you read, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the fanfic that you read, it changes perspectives. You'll have Hermione's perspective. You'll have Ron's perspective. You'll have. And in this case, it's all Harry's. Or in this case, it's all Teddy's. Right. So, I like it. And you cool. doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry?
3: They yeah. have similar names. What can I say?
1: I kept mixing <laughs> them up. Teddy, the time. Ted, Teddy and Hay or Harry? Teddy yeah. and Harry? Harry and Teddy? <laughs> so, what were your thoughts, Scott? That's all that's right. Ryan had R- Dumbledore and Harry fighting each other in the final battle. It's oh, we were good. talking about the trailer <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah.
3: Voldador like, um, and Rumblemore.
5: Really? <laughs>
1: yeah. You're right. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, oh. Rumble roar. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Final <laughs> thoughts. Uh, I
3: enjoyed these chapters. It was fun. I liked all of the Muggles and Minions things and Teddy's stories with James and having the adventures. And I liked the the relationship between him and Harry that he felt comfortable going to him and explaining these things about the map and bringing Victoire in on everything and the little mystery of them figuring out how to make things work and I'm sure there's more of that to go still and all sorts of neat things going on. Mm
5: -hmm. And
3: yeah, like you said, Erin, it fits really well with the universe. It feels like it's the same place, and the same sort of things going on. It does. It reminds me more of the first book than it does of the other books because it's got the same sort of lightness to it. Because Teddy's 11 and still kind of having a great time with most of his Hogwarts stuff. So it's yeah, and then yeah, you have the seriousness,
1: re- the seriousness of like the Mirror of Erised
5: mm-hmm.
1: with Harry, mm-hmm. and you know here are his parents that he's never seen,
3: and he's having mysterious dreams with Frankie yes. screaming and.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to yep. see where that goes because you know something's going to happen with it.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. I so. would not be surprised if Frankie ends up running off into the forest on his own and Teddy sort of has to go after him. Yeah. I don't know if that's what'll happen or if they'll get into trouble themselves while both going in there, but you can see that happening. Guess we'll find
2: out
4: next week, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> yeah.
1: Same hairy time, same Harry station. <laughs> or same, should I say Teddy? Yep. Same Teddy time, same Teddy station. Yep.
3: Oh, well, maybe. There's lots of Harry <laughs> I guess for this series, anyway. Harry Potter. Yeah, I'll look forward to reading the last five chapters, and I don't know, as Sue may have mentioned, depending on how we edit things, I probably won't be here next week, but I'm definitely going to read the rest of the fic anyway, and I might even move on to the next ones, because they're definitely well-written and interesting,
5: so, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. If I actually get around to it, I may manage to do voicemail with thoughts about next week. I have said that before, and it's never happened, so who knows? <laughs> but it's a
1: possibility. There you go. Sue? I did mine, so I guess we're ready to close this out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And thank everybody for listening, and have a happy, I don't know, by the time this comes out, Labor Christmas.
5: Day. <laughs> 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 we'll
3: have to
1: see. Yeah.
5: Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast
3: so. and come back next week. Definitely. <laughs> next, and, yes,
1: again. Yep. See you later. So, nice, bye. Money. Bye.
3: So hold on to the wonder that those books
5: brought to our lives.
4: Keep
0: each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.